Miami, Florida, broadcasting live from Miami, Florida, broadcasting around the world, around the world. You're listening to Patriots Perspective with Christy Tasker, your news behind the government's facade. Don't fall victim to propaganda or spend another 30 days in the tech gulag. Turn off your tell live vision and just listen. Hear the most mind-opening hours of your life as we interview whistleblowers and real patriots for uncensored truth. The Commie News Network and Fakebook cannot control the power of Jesus Christ. Therefore, they have no power over us. There aren't enough Vegas strippers to fake check what's coming. Put in your earphones and avoid the tech tyrants. Subscribe to PatriotsPerspective.com now and see the evidence and action items to help you take back your God-given rights, government, and expose Satan and his demons taking up residence in your community. Be sure to hit the like or rumble button and comment to tell us where you're holding the line. That's right, everybody. Make sure that you do hit that rumble button. And we have a new YouTube channel that I have set up. So I want to make sure that I tell you about that. My mother is going to be so gracious to start posting links for us as we're talking about them. So thank you very much, Mom. But you can always find Patriots Perspective at Patriots Perspective 1, Patriots Perspective 2. And that's the at little mention, Patriots Perspective 1. Patriots Perspective 2 is where we're airing on today because we are not going to let the tech tyrants take us down. Are we, Penny? Good morning. Good morning, Penny. Or should we say good afternoon? It's what 11, it's 11 where I am. Uh, well, it's afternoon here in Miami. And we've got some feedback. Do we? Yeah. From? I don't know. From what? Um, it had said something uh, when I first, I'm going to check my settings real quick. Okay. Because I'm hearing myself. Okay. And I have mine on stereo audio um, instead of echo cancellation. Okay. Uh, that may be, I think you're going to need to switch it back. Okay. It's, it says, uh, now let me talk. That's much better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Now we're not hearing it. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Penny. So yeah, Penny, there's so much going on in the world and especially yes. on Elon's Twitter feed today. Oh my goodness. Have you been to his Twitter feed today? Because there is truth bomb after truth bomb and I am yeah. getting even texts from those at Mar-a-Lago. Really? Okay, nice. Um, yes, yeah. in the past 24 hours, it has just been a cacophony of uh, new events. One was uh, Kanye West on Alex Jones uh, supporting Hitler. He says, I love, love, love Hitler. Now, let me be clear on this broadcast. Uh -huh. I do not love Hitler. I think Hitler was an evil uh, man. He's in my family. And the regime was one of the most evil regimes on the face of the planet. And it is still occurring today. So we had the Third Reich, but now we have the Fourth Reich, which f came from the progenitors, which is the Third Reich. And it didn't disappear. So when we refer to this, I just want to be very clear. Um, and I'm going to state my feeling. I am anti-Hitler. That's my feeling. 
Um, I am anti any kind of fascist or Nazi type regime that is trying to rule or run the world, including the new world order and any politicians, any pastors, any government officials that are standing with a new world order, Agenda 2030, Agenda um, Agenda 2021, or any of these false alarms that they so do to plan their pandemics prior because everyone should look into it. All you have to do is go to the unitednations.com and um, they are the world's greatest pretenders. Um, this even came up in a conversation um, last night where um, they, they even have, Penny, some of the moms that are experiencing CPS issues. They want them to come to the United Nations to discuss their problems. And so I the United Nations. Oh, yeah. They want them to come to the United Nations building in New York City to address the United Nations on this problem, this global problem that who's creating this problem, Penny? Uh, The United Nations. So (laughs) it's really problem, reaction, solution at its best. Um, I am with you, Penny. Uh, My sister-in-law, actually, um, she is German, tried to do some research a while back. Um, regarding um, her lineage and and what her mother's parents knew about um, about everything going on in World War II. Do you know that she said that the majority of them to date still don't even understand that they, you know, if their family members were Nazi soldiers, they don't understand that it's bad. I mean, this has just been like 10 years ago. She tells me this, right? She went on like a little research venture um, in Germany, she said that it was like the most appalling thing she had ever seen to the point where she stopped when one of the ladies and keep in mind, these people are like, what, 80, 90 years old when she's interviewing or not really interviewing them. But when she's just trying to, you know, like interview her mother's own friends. OK, so these are people that her mother knew and she was in absolute shock when one of the ladies closed the door and there was a Nazi uniform hanging on the back of the door. Can you believe wow. that? No, I can. And then I've said this multiple times. My neighbor um, is German. She's from Germany, graduated high school in Nuremberg from Nuremberg High School. And, do you know, she knew nothing about the Nuremberg Code or Nuremberg Trials. Um, you know, James Clapper was born in Indiana, but he was raised in Nuremberg. And his father, when he was like four years old, I believe his father took him to the Nuremberg trials. And then he suddenly, he was raised at DOD schools, subsequently became the head of the NSA under Obama. Oh, interesting. You know, so, uh, you know, if people don't believe it, okay, so everybody loves to watch Netflix. You know, we had a Good Lion, uh, Nick from Good Lion TV on yesterday, who's a total replacement for your Netflix. But hey, if you're still on Netflix and your subscription hasn't ended, uh, make sure that you watch The Devil Next Door. Okay, that tells you all about Operation Paperclip, how they brought the Nazis over. And um, they are basically trying, they've allowed them to recreate all these programs that we're talking about. So they're telling you in absolute plain sight um, what it is and how disgusting this entire situation is. Yes, I totally understand. Um, we have a lot of news today. I see Gina's in the sandbox there. So I told her we're going to be bringing her in uh, in a little bit. We have a lot to discuss. Um, and uh, I'm going to bring in a little bit of my presentation. And, and then you just tell me 
Like when you want one, just, just flip me out when you. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, I'm going to bring up some of the tweets, um, some of the tweets from Elon. And I'm going to share with you what I received from America's first team member this morning. It's okay. It's not the real tweet, but I'll, I'll share Um, that. Yeah. I've got, I've got a bunch of different tweets in here too. I'm going to introduce who we're going to have on the show. This is, if you don't know what this is, this is Patriot's perspective. One second. Um, this is, this is a different, a different show, but kind of the same. Okay. So, uh, my name is Penny L.A. Shepard. I go by agent X 11 Hollywood dark journalist. I am the executive producer for dark outpost co-host with the fabulous David Zublick, whom I love. Uh, Chrissy Reeves tasker is on our show, um, on Tuesdays from 9am to 10am central standard time, which is 10am to 11am Eastern standard time. And I think it's like seven in Pacific time because they're, uh, and you know, I had to learn all those times. It wasn't easy because I was a time traveler. So, no, it's not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, di- you know, I'm divergent in time, but kind of not. So today, <laughs> this is our, our caption for today, Beverly's Hills, J6 prisoner. And then she says, real Jews come forward to confront Kazarian mafia Jews. No, she didn't say that. I want to be real no, clear. You she said did. that. I'm yeah, saying yeah. you say that. This yeah. is Christie's artwork. This is Christy yeah. Tasker's artwork. So this is Christy Tasker's lead line. Christy led the line saying real Jews come forward to confront Kazarian mafia Jews in Japan. So I'm sure you're going to uh, give us some intel on that. Yes. Okay, this is Gina Visagiano. I hope I said her name right. Uh, she has Gigi's lash up and uh she was a J6er. She's still uh, dealing with the fallout. I have some video which she will be commenting on. Um, her business was pretty much trashed. Uh, her, she and her attorney are suing uh, TMZ and Disney. My favorite, uh, my favorite people. Oh, lovely! And you know the other thing about Disney is they are basically trying to get their sovereignty back. What do you think about that? Yeah, they're trying to get their sovereignty back. Their sovereignty? What are they? A sovereign nation like the Vatican? Oh yeah, actually they are, Penny. They they're they they have their own police force. You didn't know on tax. Yes. Yes. Governor DeSantis is going to give them back their own their own little regime. So it's going to be like Fantasy Island. Yeah. So um, one of one of my favorite politicians, and really my only real favorite politician here is Anthony Sabatini. So I I highly recommend he actually lost his seat because he refuses to vote unconstitutionally. So they call him no show Sabatini because he says the majority of the votes that happen even in the legislature of Florida are unconstitutional and therefore illegal. And he is an attorney and he will absolutely not um, go against anything unlawful. So I highly recommend that everybody follow Anthony Sabatini and see what he's saying about Disney because it's absolutely like just absolute insanity. It's such an unusual name because I work with a guitar player named Gil Sabatini. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. I wonder if in any capacity they were related. Okay. So I'm ready to play the breaking news theme. Are you ready, Christy? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. We need like a flashing breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Okay, so um, 
This one, uh, we've already played a bit of it. I might play a little bit of it when Gina comes in. Okay. But this is our, our main news right now. I'm just going to pontificate on that photo. Okay. okay. This is a Balenciaga um, face mask. Yeah. We talked about that yesterday. So Right. So here's an actual picture. Yeah. Kanye West is on Infowars. He says, I love, love Hitler. We have to stop dissing the Nazis. Now, we're reporting on this. So if you talk about Nazis, unfortunately, a lot of times you get kicked off because people because they think maybe you're supporting the Nazis. I don't know. But I, again, am reiterating. I know for myself, I do not support any Nazi agenda. And Chrissy has stated the same. So this is not about us supporting anything. This is about us reporting on the news. So Kanye West posts half-naked Elon Musk and accuses Chris Paul of sleeping with his wife before another Twitter suspension. Kanye West continues to find new ways to spark controversy. The 45-year-old rapper had another bizarre day on Thursday when he started the day by showing his admiration of Adolf Hitler and ended it by outing an NBA star for allegedly cheating with Kim Kardashian. As Blaff D previously reported, West sat down with white nationalist Nick Fuentes on InfoWars show hosted by conspiracy theorist Alex Jones and stood up for Hitler and the Nazis. And we're going to be having some clips of that as well. They did good things too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis, he said, while covering his face with a black ski mask during the interview. As the show went to commercial break, Kanye doubled down on his bizarre take. I like Hitler, he said. I like Hitler. Yeah. I don't know anybody like Hitler. Yeah. Um, the trouble rapper continued to dig himself in a hole when he later took to Twitter. And this is interesting, Christy, because this is something that you and I know about, but nobody else does. Uh, to post an image of the Jewish symbol of the Star of David merged with a Nazi swastika, along with a caption, Ye 2-4, love everyone. Right. Yeah. And wait until you hear about the Benjamin Fulford's um, interview with people who are claiming to be the real Jews in Japan. So that's going to be really interesting because wow. they're calling people out. They're calling out this um, Kazarian mafia. Nice. Uh, they, claim, they claim that there's a bunch of, you know, false Jews. So, you know, if you think about it, you know, if we all just think logically, you know, anytime they're really trying to come against something, it's, you know, they're trying to protect and you're not allowed to look in or say anything, you know, um, they're usually trying to protect and cover up something. Yes. If you look into the looking glass, you get in trouble. Some mm. believe the swastika infused image. Su um, I keep calling you Susie, Christy, because you're like my sister. So I'm sorry. Um, some believe the swastika infused image is a logo tied to the Raelian movement cult. Right. Oh, a wow. UFO based religion upon posting the logo, Twitter removed the post for violating its user terms. So here's a picture. Kanye West posted the Raelian movement cults swastika and star of David logo on Twitter. And then his post got taken down for rules violation, starting to feel like he or something, someone he's close to could have some ties to this cult. So what do we know about this? I'm just going to take oh. this out for just a second. What do we know about the Raelians, Christy? Uh, well, you know, I don't know exactly. Um, who, who did a are. show on the Raelians? Mm, I don't, I don't, I really don't remember. You're going you to have John yeah. Walsh. Oh, see, there we go. Everything stems back to the father of fear porn. 
Yes. Yeah, so John Walsh on his John Walsh show did a show on the Raelians. He had them on his show with Bridget Bouchard. Now what they do is they clone. That's their premise. Oh yeah, that's there. right. That's that yeah. that is that part. See, there's so many moving parts to John Walsh. I have a hard time keeping up with them. And then, you know, I get to hear Megan being really frustrated that the public doesn't want to believe it. But the reality is, you know, I just say to people, look at the lawsuits that she has. They haven't sued her for saying anything. Okay. They yes, and we have, we have proof of the shows because they're still posted. So John Walsh interviewed the Raelians. The Raelians were the project that I'm in is Project Genesis Subproject Eve, which is a cloning project. And many people don't know. I was born in Hollywood, Florida, August 11th, 1958, in Hollywood Memorial Hospital. Megan Walsh was born, I believe it was July 15th, 1982, in Hollywood Memorial Hospital. I don't think I've ever met anybody else that was born in my hospital. Then in the Raylan case, where they're cloning, the first cloned child was called Eve. And Eve was born in Hollywood, Florida. And by the way, guys, everything happens in Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, Florida, um, Indian River County. It's very close to each other, really from Holly, Hollywood, Florida to Indian River. Indian River is where Adam Walsh's severed head was found. And then I'm going to remind everybody, John and Reve Walsh chose to move to that area. To Vero Beach, where the head was found. To Vero Beach. That is in Indian River County, where the head was found. Megan has called them out um, as uh, being, you know, associated with the Cocaine Cowboys, Clone Aid, um, the art project. She's told all about her art being utilized for them to traffic and um, and for them to do money laundering. Um, so, I mean, it is. So yeah. the, what, for people, what people, uh, I'm just going to tell people what the Raelian Society was, they were clone aid. They cloned human beings. They cloned a child named Eve and where uh, John Walsh was in the Bahamas. He worked in the Out Islands and he also worked at the um, Paradise Islands Hotel and Casino. Mm -hmm. Right. The, the Out Islands were utilized for creating straw corporations for sex trafficking and drug trafficking. And the Raelians or Clone Aid, they were registered in the Bahamas. Yes, they were. And I'm going to bring up something really quick, Penny, um, just as proof of this, because, uh, you know, you guys know from watching Penny and I both, we're all about proof. So let's play a clip of this. So far, no evidence to prove that. Love you, Christy. But could that all change today? I'm very, very pleased to know that the first baby clone uh, is born. Can that be true? Or is it some kind of twisted tale made up by a group of people calling themselves the Raelians? Late last year, Raelian Bishop, Dr. Bridget Wasselier, announced that a biotechnology company named Clonade had done it. The Raelians believe that humans evolved from aliens through cloning. Cloning leads to eternal life. Their spiritual leader, 56-year-old former race car driver and journalist, Rail, founded the organization after he allegedly was abducted by aliens in 1973. And who could have helped him with these aliens, Penny? 
New World Order. Mm -hmm. So that is on a channel called Raylian Truth. Um, Penny, can you believe I'm just subscribing to them? They only yeah. have they only like, have 418 okay. subscribers. So let's see how many they have 418 subscribers. Um, I'm giving them a thumbs up on there. I'm a, I'll also add this to the Raylian. Coronade was also one of its HQs was in Riverside, California. Oh yeah, and they're and they're also I believe in Nevada. Um, mm -hmm. So if you just search clone in Canada. Yep, they're everywhere. But these are the ones they went by different names too. So we're talking about one organization that surfaced that is a legit organization that is cloning. And uh now I'm gonna bring this back in again. Okay, what if what if I have a theory here? What if John Walsh is nothing more than a talking head? For the talking head for all of the for 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 this mafia that's trying to run the run the earth i don't know he goes to israel a lot he's connected didn't we say he's connected perhaps to Musar? The irish mob yes for sure mm -hmm. i was able to prove that i've done something like 30 shows on john walsh yep. so I, 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 I could not to say anything unless i can lead to it you know mm -hmm. otherwise it's speculation and um well for and, 40 but, years he's been out there in plain sight um you know, with the American people fear mongering for what, you know, and nobody's allowed to ask him questions, even in no. court, no. even in court when he's trying to get custody of his grandchildren. And why, why would an almost 80 year old man want custody of the grandchildren? I mean, you know, like why could he be trying to feed off of their little spirits and their little, um, you know, just their energy? I mean, because we've heard that's what happens. I mean, I'm not saying that's what he's doing, okay? But, John, we welcome you to come on and talk about this with us, and maybe you can explain it in further detail. And, Chrissy, you have been in court with Megan and sat in front of testimony that John has uh, put forth, correct? I can't say that. People did see him going into the same courtroom that I was in. Um, they did report that. So other okay. podcasters have reported that. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to move on, but I just wanted to uh, point that out for people that think that, um, that the cloning issue isn't real. Um, there are legit organizations that have uh, said that they've cloned. Uh, I entreat you to research it further, but this goes back to what we're talking about right now. Somebody just put that association together. That is a Raelian movement logo. Mm -hmm. Okay. That he, that's what he posted. That's the same one. Raelian well, movement. Extraterrestrials created all life on Earth. And and the Raelian movement. It's really hard to see that logo there. Hold on. I was going to try to see if uh, there, there's more logos that um, Kanye has developed over time. And um, well, this know. is just one that he posted. It's not his logo. Yeah, it's one. Right. It's one that oh, I'll. Let me see if that. I don't know if this is any bigger. Let me see if I can make it really, really big for you. Can you okay. see that better? Hold on just a second. Let me stop sharing, and then I'm going to bring yours back in. Sorry, I was trying to see if we could. Yes, that's much better. Okay, yeah, that's the logo. So you see the yeah. swastika. Yes, there we go. All right. Yeah. All right. In the. So this person says. So who's got screenshots? We're back on track again. We just wanted, we don't, we try not to diverge too far, but sometimes the conversation just requires it. Um, so who's got the screenshots to post to the conversation between you and Musk? The fact 
despite the fact he and Elon Musk were buddies, having his tweet removed made it clear to Wes he was working on borrowed time on the social media app. So, in true yay fashion, he decided to go out with guns blazing. Wes posted a screenshot of a text conversation he shared with Musk, once again showcasing the swastika star infused symbol and obviously violating Twitter's rules again. So in midst of his adventurous day, NBA star Chris Paul caught a stray. Let's break out one last window before we get out of here. I caught this guy with Kim. Good night. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, well, I think a- I think I think Megan would say um, she caught her her baby daddy with Kanye. So I mean, there's there's a lot a lot of questions to be answered here, guys. And oh, you went play. there. You actually went there. Yep, Woo! I sure Slam did. Slam dunk, my friend. Yeah, okay. we're, still we're still waiting for answers on that one. So, you know what? Just come forward, Kanye. Tell the truth. Megan's been asking you. She's been tweeting at you. Tell the truth, Kanye. Come on. I think Woo. she's got the evidence, too, Penny. Oh, my God. On your show. We have to talk about this for sure on Tuesday, girlfriend. Well, let's see if we can sell it to TMZ or somebody first. Right. Know? Well, you know, our next guest is suing TMZ. So yeah. <laughs> uh, let's at- bring her in. Gina, are you ready to come in? Let's. I'm ready. Her. Can you hear me? Right. Yes, can. <laughs> that was a I perfect- have to wear my headset because my, my microphone's broken. So, okay. Well, um, that's perfectly fine. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get through this, but you okay. may so we're gonna include you in any comments that you would yeah. like to make as we're okay. as we're going along. So, so Gina is the, Gina is the Beverly Hills J six prisoner, and Gina, how many days were you in prison for? I was there for two months. They arrested me January nineteenth, and I made bail. I came home, got my check ready the next day, went to go pay the bail. And they went surprised. The, the judge magistrate in Washington revoked your bail because you're a danger to society. So they locked me up right then and there with my door open, my dogs running amok. Wait, hold on. What was a danger to society? Your dog, your eyelashes? Um... Yeah, I think <laughs> probably the eyelashes. <laughs> that was the thing that did it. It just tipped it over the eyelashes. <laughs> okay, so Gina, we're going to get more to your story. Um, very I short. I still got week. the ankle monitor here. Oh, oh good. Oh, wow. Oh, good. We, we need to show the audience that, that this is okay. real. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, we so we're going to, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a big thing. You, you could think they would, they could do a little better. I'm surprised they didn't try to go ahead and embed you guys with, you know, some type of little chip. So they oh can yeah, really follow you around, and, and but instead they have to, you know. They have well, to I think they point. know that patriots are not going to receive the chip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, I, so- and I think they didn't want everybody to know that patriots are actually living in Beverly Hills, and that not all of California agrees with these communist communist tactics. They'd be very surprised to see how many people don't that that right. are on the right. That's right. So I wore this shirt, but I'm going to put a red thing that crosses out. <laughs> it was an accident. I have so many, and now I'm never, ever, I'm, I'm trashing everything. Yeah, you're going to have to. Oh, yeah. trust me, I will. Trust me. <laughs> trust me, I will. Hey, at least you're the first person I've known to actually, like, wear a piece of Balenciaga in, in general, so. And, and I'm know. getting rid of the purses as we speak. <laughs> I, I don't want anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Hey, 
At least, at least we know somebody who has Balenciaga now, Penny. Yes, well, that's true. But this is the thing. Mine's from China. Okay. okay. There's a guy that makes me copies of stuff and I would never buy from Balenciaga. Okay. So you didn't support the real Balenciaga. No. I mean, I do. I did before I got arrested and before I heard about this, but no, I would never spend money like that yeah. ever, okay. ever. Yeah. All right, Penny. Go ahead. I'd and spend money to hurt them, maybe, and <laughs> buying the folks <laughs> that'll hurt them. So, <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing all about that for sure. Uh, thank you. Me too. Look forward to talking to you. Okay, so um, I'm going to continue on this. At, as one last hurrah, what Wes posted the infamous photo of a shirtless Elon Musk and Ari Emanuel on a yacht in Mykonos, along with a caption, let's always remember this as my final tweet. Musk then replied with, that's fine. And soon after, the rapper's Twitter account was suspended. So this is the famous uh, Mykonos uh, photo, which is very, he's Will very, you blow very that up white. So you can blow that up, Penny, so people can see, because it's so small. Um, I don't think. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the one where he's on the back of the yacht and he's, listen, Elon is so white. Like, yeah, it's so, like scary. It's like a beach whale. Yeah, I was going to say, he, look, he looks like, like, it's like frightening. Not, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody quite. I'm so. white and it's frightening. Okay. <laughs> um, Responding to the post, Musk indicated that he wasn't bothered by the photo. In fact, it was inspiring. Just clarifying that his account is being suspended for incitement to violence, not an unflattering pic of me being hosted by Ari. Frankly, I found those pics to be helpful motivation to lose weight, Musk wrote. Okay, so this is his actual <laughs> tweet. I was surprised that he was like that plump. I mean, to be honest, you know, you would think that, you know, as as great as he is, that he would, you know, spend a little time, you know, like. Yeah, he was gonna... a very strange individual. Even Grimes said that uh, when they were living together, he told her to go to her apartment and get the mattress from her apartment because he didn't want to spend money on a new mattress in their apartment, which had a oh, hole in it. How funny. Well, I, I'm trying to get his babysitter on. So, yeah. Nice. So uh, Twitter CEO Elon Musk then announced that Kanye's account has been suspended. I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence. The account will be suspended. And then here's another one that says Kanye has lost several business deals in recent weeks due to his anti-Semitic views, TMZ reports. And we will be addressing Ugh. TMZ shortly. According to West Truth Social account, he only received a 12-hour suspension. So there it is. What happened? We've determined you violated the Twitter rules, so we've temporarily limited some of your account features. He's not kicked off. He's suspended for 11 hours and 58 minutes. So he was suspended for 12 hours. Spanking. This sounds like, I was going to say, this sounds like more propaganda to for us to talk about it. So. Right. So uh, while I was looking at this, because of the fact that Kanye supports Hitler, uh, there is a movie. This is... Uh, I'll just read you what it's about. The producer says 1967 American satirical black comedy film written and directed by Mel Brooks in his di directorial debut and starring Zero Mostel, Gene Wilder, Dick Sean, and Kenneth Mars. The film is about a theater producer and his accountant who, as part of a scam, decides to stage the worst stage musical they can create. They find a script centering on Adolf Hitler and the Nazis and bring it to stage. Because of this theme, the producers was controversial from the start and received mixed reviews. It became a cult film and found a more positive 
critical reception. Now, Kanye had been talking about how wonderful Hitler was, that he actually uh, was a fashionista um, and talked about some of the fashion designers. And we talked yesterday about Adidas because Adidas, uh, the entire Adidas family were actually, um, they were actually, uh, they joined the Nazi party. So I'm going to play a little bit of this. It's a fashionista thing, right? Wow. Well, it also looks like a it, it looks like a cross. I'm gonna turn it down. I look at pretzels. Anyone? <laughs> I know a lot of guys that might like those pretzels, Penny. So this was, they were trying to fail. The producers were trying to fail. So they used this, the world's crappiest script, right? Look at the audience's faces, though. And this is what Kanye just did. He liked the outfits. So he liked the outfits from this movie? Yes. He also said that Hitler... Um, and, and now, I'm going to just ask this right here. He says... I think that was Mel Brooks. Look at the faces. Oh, yeah. And he says, come and join the Nazi party. Is he a walking advertisement now? For the Nazi party? For the Nazi party. He says he likes Nazis. We should stop dissing the Nazis. Well, let's move on from it because I think just giving him the platform for it is even worse. Yes. Because he's. So, I don't get it. Yeah. So is he? Is he now supporting the Nazis? Because he's saying stop dissing the Nazis. Here's a thing. Before I get to that, um, where he says he sold his soul to the devil. Oh, I remember that. I can't hear him. I don't know if you can hear it. It's hard to hear. Mm -mm. No, I think we should post that on. I think we should post that on Twitter and share it. And then, sorry, Christy? I think we should post it on Twitter and Telegram and share it so people can download it. And, and yes, it. it's like, a, it's it's a, a thing. It's entitled "I Sold My Soul to the Devil." It's mm -hmm. three minutes and thirty nine seconds. Um, in here, he says he sold his soul to the devil. Now, this is Megan Kelly on on the Alex Jones interview with Kanye West. So I, I'll start and stop it. It was insane. Okay, wait. Here we go. On Alex Jones. 
I don't know if you watched the Kanye live stream on, uh, or Yay live stream on Alex Jones. I can honestly say it's the first time I ever sat down and watched like a full episode of Alex Jones. <laughs> I did interview him, so I watched a lot of clips of Alex, but, the, but I'd never seen Alex Jones's like, full live stream. Uh, it was insane. I was texting my producers like, if you're not watching this, you really should tune in. There's no chance we're not going to be covering this tomorrow. It was like, it was, it was bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. For those of you who missed it, here's just a little sample of what yay who i should tell the watching audience the people who watch this on youtube he's got a black mask over his face looks like kind of a ski mask like a fashionista's ski mask kind of like kim kardashian wore when she wore balenciaga to the met gala a couple years ago it was just, i think it was a misogynistic look misogynistic look they put her in anyway here he is with his thoughts on hitler you're not a nazi you don't deserve to be called that a demonized well I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love, um, you know, us, and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts, and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone. That he I says you can love us, and you can love what we're pushing with the pornography. And I have a whole Rolling Stone article on him pushing pornography, taking porno breaks, telling people they should watch porn on the job. ...uses a musician. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Es especially, especially Hitler, and... I've just got to play you. This one is just, I can't. It's 17. He actually has Alex Jones trying to convince him. No, I, I do think Hitler killed some people. Okay, just listen to this. Yeah. You know, it's like he had a really cool outfit and stuff, and he was a really good architect. And uh, Number one, he wasn't an architect. Albert Spears was his architect, and I believe that that's my Hamler Durrell's actual father. So you're in love with wow. the... I'm sorry. I said, what do you kill like six million and one? So he's saying it's factually incorrect. I mean, I don't think um, we really know exactly how many. We, we don't know, but here's, here's the other thing. It wasn't just Jewish people. Mm -hmm. It was anyone that opposed his regime. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Anyone who opposed his regime. And hold on just a sec. Well, wait till I show you what, what I've got in connection. I'm about to go. We're about to go full circle on this. And I'm going to take her out for just a second because there's some background. No, that um, was noise. me. That was me. There was motorcycles oh, was going by. Yeah, it wasn't okay. her. It was me. Okay. Um, shall I continue on this? Yeah, let me. Yeah, go ahead and go with that, and then I want to bring in. I want to show um, a, a clip of Di Disney with you know how this all comes full circle with Disney. Okay, I'm not even gonna believe it when I just. Okay, on. yeah, this is this is crazy, Christy. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna I turn it down just a little bit so we can talk. And Obama was not the first black president; he was another Jewish president. Yes. Okay. So stop it right there. And let me just right. show how they, how they, 
how they bring everything in together. Okay. Because this is, this is what they do people. This is what they do. That's right there in plain sight. Like I, I knew that somebody had told me there was a connection with, um, with Disney and the Nazis. Okay. So it is true. There is a connection with Disney and the Nazis. Um, matter of fact, they made the movie. Okay. So this is Disney. Everybody can go education for death. It is a movie that was by Disney education for death. The making of the Nazi was released when Disney was under government contract to produce 32 animated shorts from 1941 to 1945. In 1940, Walt Disney spent four times his budget on the feature film Fantasia, which suffered from low box office turnout. Okay, so this tells you right here when people say that if, you, if anybody wants to debunk that Disney it was not under government contracts and that Disney's not a Nazi company, um, go and look it up for yourself. And guess what? Continue to keep buying that Disney attire because if you think Balenciaga was bad, wait until you find out about Disney and what your children are wearing. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that all of you consider standing with and retweeting Anthony Sabatini's tweet regarding why is Florida preparing to cave and give, give Disney World the most woke left company in the world, a special tax dis district that's essentially the most corrupt form of government welfare. Sad to see the weak need GOP politicians get overpowered on this. This is disgusting. It's gross. And everybody should be calling up their representatives because this is something that should not happen. Why should a woke corporate company like Disney have special tax um, tax districts? I mean, it's ridiculous that they do. You know what? Who cares if they don't come to Florida? I don't care if people don't come to Florida to see Disney World. We need to recreate Disney World. Yes. And uh, also, I have a, a friend of mine who's on, um, it's Tanya Joy Gibson. She's a singer, an actress, a writer, a podcaster. She has Beauty for Ashes. She's on our show every other Friday. And she said that she didn't know anything about Disney. She's talking about it all over. She's a speaker. And uh, she said she got married at Disneyland. The castle is modeled after a, a Hitler castle. Yes. So. It is. It is. And and people just they need to get their head out of the sand and pretend like they they're not hearing it. Um, and then at the same time, you know, why are all these people, you know, who are the real Jewish people? We don't really know. All I know is, according to, you know, DNA tests, I'm like one or you know, one point three something percent Jewish. So and I know that that also means that there's a little black meat in me as well because i have melasma on the edge of my face that i have to like use a heavy makeup to even cover it up it's like so and you know the cherokee indians you know we have like a multitude of things and i just want to play a clip for you penny really quick from benjamin fulford benjamin fulford is a journalist that lives in tokyo and so i'm going to play a like just let him tell you about what He's had happen. And yeah, I mean, you know, people, you know, they may want to make fun of him or whatever. But the reality is he um, talks to all of the mafias. OK, so he has connections with all of them. He openly says that he um, works with the White Dragon family who are basically trying to make, you know, the world a better place. 
Um, I'm going to bring Gina back in because she may have some comments on this too. Um, uh, it was very interesting to me I'm indeed. Really quick because it's hello. This is Benjamin Fullford speaking on December second, twenty twenty-two. This week, I took a trip to a remote train station in Japan, and then from there, a one-hour car drive to the mountains to meet the head of an ancient secret society known as the Yatagaras or the Three-Legged Crow. Uh, it was very interesting to me indeed. Now, the, the, the Yatagaras is, refers to a three-legged crow that legend says uh, guided the very first people to Japan in ancient times. And it is basically at the head of the Shinto uh, religion. Now, the story I heard was really fascinating. The members of the Yatagaras uh, claim that they are the descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel known as the, the tribe of Ephraim. Uh, pr pr forgive me if I pronounced that wrong. As well as some members of the uh, priestly uh, Levi um, tribe. And just like some rabbis can recite the list of their predecessors going all the way back to Moses. These people claim that they can uh, recite a list of their ancestors going back over a hundred generations to Joseph back in Egypt in those ancient days. And if you look at the earliest Japanese religious writings, they're very, almost identical to the first parts of the, uh, the Old Testament of the Bible. And they're also uh, sun worshipers, just like the Egyptians. Mm. And furthermore, when the Shinto people take out their shrines once a year, again, that is ancient uh, Egyptian solar religion. So they, they have a legitimate claim to be the descendants of ancient uh, Egyptian ruling lineages or Jacob, as they claim. Now, uh, these people, they don't have last names. They don't pay taxes. They're not in any government register. Uh, apparently... Although many of them are rich, they were the traditional ruling class. Uh, the imperial Japanese family are members. That none of them have last names, by the way. Um, you know, as you hear about the emperor Hirohito, but never his last name because he doesn't have a last name. In any case, some of them are actually poor. Uh, I've even heard some of them have to engage in prostitution in order to make a living. But in any case, uh, they are the secret power of Japan. And... Uh, they had an interesting offer. Oh, one more thing I want to say to, to, to make me think this was a legitimate thing. The place I went had in it uh, what they claimed was the original throne of the, of the uh, Ming emperors of China. It was huge, big enough to seat three large people, and it was made of solid gold. Uh, and, I mean, two people, me and another person, tried to lift. We couldn't even budget like a, a fraction of a fraction. It just was so heavy uh, and it was very ornate. They wouldn't let me photograph it because they said the Chinese would then start asking for it. But uh, these people are the real deal. In any case, uh, the reason I was called was because they had an offer to make. They claim that the uh, Japanese royal family has $5 trillion worth of gold in the vaults in Switzerland. Right now, the only person who's authorized to access it is the da Empress Dowager Michiko. 
And she can only do it via the Red Cross. And at present, it can only be done to deal with, uh, you know, uh, emergencies such as earthquakes and stuff. In other words, the sort of thing the Red Cross gets involved in. So the proposal they're making is that they use this $5 trillion uh, worth of gold as backup to set up uh, a future planning agency to take over some future plan, you know, economic and social and environmental planning for the planet. And uh, to do this, we need the cooperation of the Swiss and the families that own the private uh, central banks, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, I have started the process of trying to get this negotiation forward. Now, the other thing I would point out is that they let me bring my uh, mobile phone with me, which means that they were fully aware that the NSA was listening into our conversation. It means that they are willing to go public to a certain extent about their society. And I think it's very interesting. If, you know, they have a, a very uh, legitimate sounding claim to being one of the 10 lost tribes of Israel. So this is quite historical uh, in my view. And, and uh, I'm honored to have been allowed to uh, you know, start discussing these people to the world at large. Uh, so that's the situation there. Now, again, we so what do you think of that, Penny? That's fabulous. I was I was just entranced in listening to this guy. What did you think about it, Gina? Oh, she's muted. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, Gina. I muted you for a second. Were you able to listen in on that? I, I was. I was. It's amazing. Wow. Isn't it like, I mean... You know, because I, I do think we've all been misled in so many different ways. I mean, think about the Nazis that put Disney on your children with the six, six, sixes in their logo, yeah. you know. Um, and then, Gina, I was thinking that for some reason um, you had been imprisoned exactly 45 days. Was it 45 days or I, longer? Well, it was a little bit longer than that, but about that time, yeah. Nick okay. and I about served about the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause evidently he's looked it up and then I was thinking, Oh, that's really interesting. 45 days, 45th president, 45 days. Like, are they trying, yeah. Are they trying to send like messages? I mean, I don't know. I'm that's honest. interesting. Yeah. So I'd be curious to see how many, I couldn't find um, a list. I did find this list um, showing, you know, that you are, um, that you were one of the people, you are one of the people charged so people can actually mm -hmm. see it for themselves. Yeah. Um, you can go to Insider and there's a complete list of um, capital insurrection. Um, and this is Gina on here for civil disorder, destruction mm -hmm. of government property, aiding and abetting, um, obstruction, <laughs> you know, of proceeding, um, restricted building or grounds, violent entry or disorderly conduct. So Gina, tell us what happened in your point of view Um Okay, so as you know, uh, Mike Lindell kept saying before, way before the January 6th, the insurrection, the military is going to come. And it said it, oh, there's Mike Lindell signing the Insurrection Act. Remember they would do that, like kind yes, of yes. show They showed things. him carrying the papers out of the White House, just yes. as a reminder to everyone. Yep. Okay, so that day I put on Facebook. Now, mind you, this is before January 6th. So nobody knew they were going to call it an insurrection, right? Yeah. I said, let the insurrection begin, dot, 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 dot. 
after I saw Mike Lindell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, when Trump called everybody to January 6th, I had already been there in November. The GOP uh, paid for my ticket along with like 12 of my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, so November, we were there with InfoWars and um, Steve Bannon's war room, just everybody, you know, in, in Washington at the eclipse. And then, then November and then December, we had another rally that I did. Hello. We lost her. We came. And I was like, you know, I wasn't going to go because I just got over COVID. And I said to myself, gosh, you know, I'm just kind of want to relax. This is my third, you know, my third rally. But then, then Trump said, be there. And I went, I got to go. I remember being in the bathtub, soaking in the bathtub, not feeling good going, I'm a loser if I don't go. Cause I'm such, I'm a patriot. I gotta go. What else do I have going on? You know? Yeah. And so they, was, the GOP, I just want to clarify the GOP paid for your ticket to go. That was in November. Yeah. Okay. In November. Okay. Because they saw me at a rally and I'm like very enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. And the girl came up to me she goes, you know, um, we would like to choose a few people that the GOP would, sponsor from California to go to uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. And I went there and I took, to, um, I kept telling all my friends, you want to go free ticket. So there was about 12, maybe 14 of us on the plane. Yeah. Oh, wow. In November. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so you landed there. Um, did they pay mm-hmm. for your hotel or did you stay? No. Okay, okay. No, I paid for my hotel. Okay. So you pay for your hotel. So you get up that the morning of January 6th. Oh, sorry. They did pay for the hotel in okay. November. Okay, so in November they paid for her airfare yeah. for her and hotel. Airfare and hotel. So in November, much, all you had to do is buy your food, right? That's oh, right. in November. Oh, in November yeah. they bought. In November. Airfare. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but in January, on January sixth, you bought everything, right? I did, and I was okay. alone. Yeah. Okay, you were alone then. Okay, so tell us what happened. Tell us, you know, about you getting there and what you saw. Okay, so this is going to be helping me with get my book together because I have horrible ADD. So I'm always distracted. Okay. So it's better for me to tell it. So like I said, I remember soaking in the bathtub, not feeling good. And Trump said, be there. It's going to be great. You know? So of course I'm a huge avid Trump supporter and I love everybody that was speaking. I love Roger Stone, Alex Jones. So I went, um, I was by myself on the plane, but I saw a lot of people from California on the plane. A lot of people that I knew um, made friends on the plane. Um, I stayed. Yeah, I, I these want, planes, I want to remind everybody, the planes going to DC, yeah. everybody was going for a reason. They were like yeah. buses on the way to DC. Yeah. Okay. I remember yeah. seeing like everybody's, um, you know, Twitter feeds and Facebook feeds like loaded yeah. up with, it was nothing but a MAGA party. So true. So I remember being on the plane and seeing people making friends. Um, I wanted to stay in the Hamilton, but I made a mistake and I booked it at the Hampton Inn. So I went to the wrong. So I got there. I have my, I met an Uber driver, Abraham. So he would personally pick me up because I like to make friends with people. Mm-hmm. And that was the third trip that he would personally pick me up. And I would, I would um, have my friends pay him cash or people I knew. And I'm like, hey, call this guy Abraham. So I was having him work, you know. So he dropped me off at the Hampton Inn. I checked in. I was like, well, it's not the Hamilton, but it'll do. I'm here to see Trump. Yeah. 
I ended up meeting a lot of people, moms, kids, um, families, grandmas, grandpas, all downstairs at the buffet. And it was January 5th and we had gone to the eclipse and we went to the prayer breakfast to watch Mike Flynn. And I was so happy. Like I was, I was in my element. I was alone, but I felt not alone. Like I felt surrounded by family. Okay. So everybody's like, okay, we got to get up early because we partied on January 5th, dancing. We had like music, we had guests, we had farmers on there talking about how we need to start growing because they're taking all our food, sending it to China, packaging it and bringing it back. So tainting us, they were having these, um, these speeches about how Bill Gates, of course, talked about Agenda 2030. So he was planning on getting the population. So they were playing all these in inserts, right? Mm -hmm. Killing one third of the population with a smile on his face. If the vaccine works good and Planned Parenthood, Anyway, so we were all pumped up and we couldn't wait for the next day to watch Trump. And I remember, I'm not an early riser and I was really an early riser for Trump. So I got up at 6 a.m. and I got a bunch of layers on. It was freezing, it was like 30 degrees. It was so cold, maybe even colder. And I had my coffee and I met the people having breakfast. I took pictures with people. Um, it was, I was so happy. Like I felt just overjoyed with excitement. And I began to walk over to the eclipse, 6.30 in the morning. And I was like one of the first people there. And there were two girls also that were meeting me there. They were dating. So they were kind of like, would one of the girls didn't like me. Yeah. So I get that a lot with women. So yeah. she kind of like, shun me but the other girl did like me i was like a mom to her you know mm -hmm. and i'm a christian so they were together you know gay so i don't comment but she they know how where i stand mm -hmm. but i'm good to everybody okay yeah. yes so when i say christian like i pray to my lord i listen to my lord to give me guidance okay any answers <laughs> so I was walking and they kind of, they were there. They said hi to me, but they didn't really stick with me. And I remember trying to follow them and getting stuck in mud. And we were there so early and I was stuck in the mud. My, I was full of mud, but I kept walking and walking and getting through. Finally, I got up to the front of the stage to watch Trump. Mm -hmm. And I have videos of uh, me watching him. As I was watching him, Christy and Penny, I knew, I felt like this, this tone of defeat. I heard him talk and it didn't sound like the confident Trump that I was used to, you know, and I was a little bit worried. And I think all of us in the crowd were, and he's like, we got to fight. We got to fight like hell. These Republicans, they don't want to roll over. They don't want to support the American way, blah, blah, blah. We're going to peacefully and patriotically take a walk over to the Capitol okay and let our voices be heard this was after the um the speech so i started to walk and march and as i'm marching i see people from california okay from the rallies probably about 20 of them all these people these youtubers and and i remember seeing planned parenthood people against planned parenthood so that is my big my big passion there um i support a company um 
uh, called Open Arms Pregnancy. It's for people that want to have their baby and they don't have the money or people that are persuading them to have abortions and they don't want to. So it's a clinic. And um, I think it's in Glendale. It's in California, Open Arms Pregnancy Center. And what they do is they take care of the women and they give them medical help so that they could proceed to have a child and, and not terminate their pregnancy. So I was walking with the, the taking the abortion signs and with the heads and all the hands and I'm marching with them. And of course I'm crying because when I look at the signs, I cry. So we're watch, walking over, walking over and I'm feeling, I'm so inspired by millions of people around me. Okay. So, you know, that morning was cold and I'm on vacation. So you better believe when somebody offered me a little Jameson's, I took some shots because I could barely like walk, it was so cold. Um, as I'm walking over to the Capitol, I take my phone, and I go, yeah, we're gonna go storm into the watch, the White House and go down to Senate and let our voices be heard. Like I was kind of just saying stuff in my phone. I said White House. And we kept walking, walking, walking. And I said, wow, the barriers were all down at that point. And I said to myself, you know, I don't think we're gonna be allowed up in the Capitol, but I'm gonna walk or run up as far as I can, okay? And mm -hmm. there was millions of people going up those stairs and I'm like, I'm gonna go, and I'm sure they'll stop me at some point, right? So as I'm walking up to the Capitol, these cops, they were like security guards, they weren't like real cops, they just kind of stood aside and let us walk up. Mm -hmm. There was tear gas everywhere, so we just withstood the tear gas. And so I went up to the doors and I can show you guys the videos too. I wish I sent it to you, but there was, there was tons of Patriots. I think I was the only girl that I could see. I remember seeing a mom and her little boy. And I remember being at the doors and the doors were shut and we're going, stop the steal. F you Joe Biden. You're not going to take away our votes and our freedom that our men died for. Like we were very, very pumped up. Um, so all of a sudden, we're like, Joe Biden, I see this guy DJ, okay, from California. This guy DJ went on to taser a police officer in the neck. Now, I didn't know this, but in my video, I go, yay, DJ, because we were surprised. We made it. We broke in, you know, but here I am a little drunk and excited. So that was on my phone. So as we're, like, protesting, the doors open from the inside, and there's, like, 100 stormtroopers there. So there's an old man in the front of the line and I have pictures and the stormtroopers start beating one of the Patriots head in. And I started to scream. I, I can show you guys the video as well. I started to scream and saying, stop, stop, sir, sir. Cause I saw this man, this older man getting beat. And I started to break down and cry. And as I'm crying, this whole fight breaks out. Um, I get up to the side because we were squashed, okay? Because at that point you couldn't escape. It was just too condensed. I went over to the side of the wall and I videoed everything. So that's why I have the, the Capitol Police beating people up and them fighting back. And I went to the side and I remember saying, I'm probably gonna die. I mean, this is pretty dangerous. There was another girl next to me and one on the other side, just three girls up on the side. All of a sudden, the Capitol Police takes a bat and bats me down. And I go, you hurt my effing leg. And you'll see that, too, in a video. And I fall into the crowd, and my body got squashed. And we were like a thing of sardines. And I lost my breath. And I go, I can't breathe. So one of the Patriots lifted me up above the crowd. And you'll see me kind of stumbling through.
at that point I was gassed. I was out of my mind, like overly excited. I went over to the side of the window. Okay. And just started protesting uh, near the window. Cause at that point I was kind of injured. I stayed in one place. The boys were up by the window and they were kind of playing with the fact that they were going to break a window. And I'm like, break a window, you know, not thinking they're going to really break a window and they broke a window. And all of a sudden the boys all start going in through the window. This was on the side. And as the boys were going in, the a military man said to me, can you go in and talk to those boys and tell them it's not worth their freedom? They got to go. Trump said on a tweet, all patriots, now this is hours later, need to go home now. So this was my excuse to go into the Capitol. I went through the broken window and I begged and I said to the guys, and they were crying. They were crying. Girls were there. And I said, Trump said, we need to go. And they go, no, no, no. Trump always says stuff he doesn't mean. No, we have to stay here. We're going to camp out here. We're not going to go until they hear us. Well, as they were saying that, boof, somebody gets shot downstairs in the stairwell. And they yell, a girl has just been shot and killed. So they didn't come. And that's when I said, we need strong, angry patriots. I left the room, okay? And I went back through the window. I said, we need strong, angry patriots. We need gas masks. We need weapons for protection. Our boys don't want to leave. We need protection. Um, F you, George Soros. Um, no globalists, no pedophiles going to take over our country. So I was going off on somebody else's megaphone. And that was about where it was. And then... As we were bombed and shot and scared, eventually all the power went up and the Ubers were shut down. I couldn't see a thing. I was carried down from the window to the bottom um, where I sat and I met a boy named Paul. We called my Uber driver, okay, from I because I had a little charger in my pocket because everybody's phone went dead. And he picked us up. And he took me back to my hotel room. Paul came. I called InfoWars. They came, the cameraman. I said, look, I have all this footage. And they took all my footage and downloaded it. And when I got home, probably on the 8th, InfoWars called me and I did an interview. And they were saying, we were saying how there were so many people in the crowd that were actually fighting each other dressed as Trump people. And I remember them saying there's going to be three busloads of Antifa that are getting dropped off. But of course, they're not dressed as Antifa, right? Mm -hmm. So we realized that there were so many infiltrators in the crowd. And I, I, I take it, you know, give me civil disorder, okay? Parading and picketing, but not treason for a 20-year sentence, you know? Um, I'm not supposed to talk. I gave my story to uh, American for Justice, Mel Justice, a patriot, so I, I will only talk to patriots. And um, at this point, I do have to talk because I've gotten to the point where I'm like living in a one bedroom and people don't want to see me because they're afraid of the FBI. So if I don't get my story out, yes, um, I'm not going to be able to get, you know, I have to collect money for my law. I still owe him, I think, 7000 I gave him 80000 cash. So they basically uh, financially destroyed you Temporarily, and, yes, yes. And destroyed your business. So you've had to reestablish your business under another name. That was in a local tell? that was in a local paper they did. They said to me in my Beverly Hills Courier, 
hey, Gina, this is the courier. If you don't give us your story, we're going to tell you, you called for weapons. And I go, I didn't call for weapons. But see, I was so out of it. I didn't even know. And then they played a clip and I said, we need weapons for protection. So that was the big taboo. And um, after that, I got home and I was working every day and, and the LGBT community, of course, because of TMZ a month prior, attacked me again on the phone, attacked me. You're going to jail, cunt, bitch. Uh, sorry, didn't use that right. language. You're going yeah. to jail, you Trump dried up piece of, you know, all these horrible names. And then the letters start coming in again. These death threats, I have bloody, it looks like I have a corpse. I gotta show you girls, it looks like an actual dead body. There's scabs on it. Oh, this wow. is this is gonna be you. And it never scared me. Like I just was like, oh, they're so tough behind the computer, but. Right. So time went by and, and I downloaded all my videos um, uh, on mm. an iCloud. So I did have them, but about January, uh, the next day, like after I was home, all the boys that I met at the Capitol came to my house. They go, hey, Gina, what's your address? They came to my house to say, hey, you know, this is awesome. Now, when these boys came to my house, they told me to erase my videos, but I didn't. Good. I ended up getting with one of the boys, like uh, liking him. And he's a Christian as well. And he looked like the guy from Death Dynasty. So we spent some time together. And then he was like, please be careful because they're going to try to hurt you now. And just please. And I, I didn't take it as seriously because I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything. So I never saw him again, Jeff again, ever. He was on a skateboard. He didn't have a phone. And January 19th, I remember being at home and I didn't want my son to sleep over because I was so scared about the FBI. So January 19th, I have one of my students sleep on my couch and I'm on room, I hear a Boom, 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 like so loud, like it was like an earth, earthquake. And I remember he, talking to some patriots and they said, if the FBI ever come, don't answer your door. So I'm like, I'm not answering my door. They go, if we don't, if you don't answer your door, we're gonna break it down. At that point, I walk over, my friend Maria goes, do you have a warrant? She was in the in the living room. And they go, we'll go back and get it. So they, they go, Gina, they handcuffed me. Um, they took off all my jewelry. I left it on the dresser. Uh, I had, I said, there's a gun and an M and P pistol here, Glock, and it's got the magazine on the side. So it's never been shot, but I have it for protection. So they took a picture of that and they let me keep my gun. Cause I told them it wasn't registered to me. It was registered to a police officer cause he hadn't gotten around to transferring it. So they let me keep my gun and they took a picture of my cash in the safe and they took all my, um, capital gear like what I wore, so on and so forth. They put me in the, the car and I was breaking down, crying and the whole, all the news was there. I wonder how that happened. Mm -hmm. You know, probably a tip from TMZ. Mm -hmm. But I, I begged and I cried and I go, I didn't do anything. Like they go, Gina. And you could tell, they, I think they felt bad. I really, really do. Um, they go, Gina, tell the truth. Just tell the truth, whatever you do. So as I was talking to them, they went through pictures of me, right? And they go, who's that? Who's that? I didn't know any of these people, right? The only people I knew were the people from the rallies, but they weren't in any of the pictures. Then they went back to the day before and I'm like, well, those are my friends. What are their names? I didn't know their last names. I go, but they didn't go to the Capitol. I went by myself. These people were just at the events with me. And 
then after that, they took me into the uh, station at the Twin Towers and they booked me. And here, there I see the doctor, Simone Gold, and the model, John Strand. They were also arrested. So after that, they put me in jail and it was time for me to meet with the judge. And as I met with the judge, there's Simone Gold and there's John Strand and Cubbies. So you could look over through the glass and see them waiting for their turn with the judge. And they met with the judge and I saw it. And, and I noticed that the doctor had her own attorney. See, I had nobody. So as I met with the lovely LA judge, he was awesome. I wish I remembered his name. A male prosecutor got on and he was so obnoxious. And he said, she's a danger to society. She called for weapons. And I was like, what? Mm. I like, I didn't even remember that. And then he goes, she had a loaded gun. And I'm like, what? I didn't take that gun with me. Like, so they were making up all this stuff. And the judge said, counsel, it seems to me as if you're using Miss Bisignano as an example, okay? He granted me bail, $200,000. I went home. I have a frenemy that comes over when she heard the news. My son, I didn't want him there because I wasn't able to breathe. I had a breakdown and I, I don't want my son seeing me like that, you guys. I, I, I said, mom, okay, I'm okay. I'm laying on the couch. I could barely get any water in me. My friend comes over and she goes, look, we're gonna call the guy for your ankle monitor. We're gonna go pay your bail. I'm gonna help you, okay? So the next day we call up Juan. We're like, we're gonna go get the ankle monitor done. She called up my public defender. I had a pre free public defender. And he goes, hey, um, so you gotta go down and pay your bail. So I went and got the cash and I, I got a cashier's check and I got all my money that I had. And this girl, Narosha Peltier, drove me kind enough to the downtown where I then presented a check. As I presented the check, they put handcuffs on me and said, surprise, the judge magistrate in Los Angeles, um, Washington, overthrew your bail and we are arresting you now. So I had to then give my money, my debit card, my keys to this girl, Narosha. From that moment on, I was in solitary confinement because of COVID restrictions. For about 21 days, my birthday passed. During that time, my son, my family, they heard even from the jailers, they'd knock on my door and they go, we see you on TV. It looks like you're getting up to 30 years treason. Oh my God. So I'm in solitary confinement and I literally had a nervous breakdown. Like I have vitiligo. So my skin turned white, like Michael Jackson, like white. And I literally was having a nervous, I was crawling out of my skin. Okay. Wow. I've been on Zoloft, which I know I'm going to wean myself off. But I do have a little bit of depression, so I would take that. And it's the it's the safest antidepressant, so I took that for like, I didn't have that. So my skin is itching, my hair, I, I just was freaking out, shaking oh, like that. So that my celly, who's overcoming meth, said, you because it was just me and her, you gotta come, she, she's hyperventilating. So the therapist came and got me and I go, I ruined my life, I can't, it's just chill. Okay, you don't know that yet, Just just chill. Okay, take this video, this, put these on, go relax. I go, can you get me a Bible? He goes, I'll get you a Bible, okay? So I listened and I remember crawling in, in the corner and it said, imagine, envision your loyal animal on top of your head. And I have two little dogs. 
And I envisioned my little animals on top of my head mm. and supporting me. And I just, um, so about 22 days, I was in solitary confinement and I had nobody to talk to. I didn't know any phone numbers. My celly, Lisette, came down off of drugs. And at first she threatened to beat my ass because I asked her to stop singing in the middle of the night. <laughs> And then I, I used my t skills and I was just calm. And I go, I know you're just like that because you're on your menstrual cycle and I'm just gonna let it go because I love you. We ended up being the best of friends. And she was her, my little cleaning fairy. She'd clean all the corners and I do her threading and her extractions and we made the best of it, you know? And um, I made friends. When I would look outside, the boys would go, show us skin. And I'm like so shaken and and I'm like, I'm not showing anybody's skin. They go, Lisette goes, the boys want to see you from the window. Aww. Come on, come on, say hi. <laughs> I don't want to see any boys. So I see all the basketball guys going, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like, show you skin. Oh my gosh. I see some little guy going like this. <laughs> and he didn't say, show me skin. And I went, oh. So what happened was he saw me from the window and I hear, Nine north, open up. I'm like, what's that? My he he said what again? At nine north, nine open north, up. open up. Oh. So I say to my Sally goes, open up, open up. I go, what's that? She goes, come on, I'll show you. She takes a sponge. She's like, because by that our toilet was like our our where we ate, where we drank, <laughs> where we fished our stuff. The toilet was our everything, so it had to be really clean. We would have body wash and make it beautiful, right? Because that's where we did our communication. And that's where we got food and stuff from through the plumbing. Through the toilet? Yeah. So really? I opened up. Okay. Open, yeah. This is amazing. This is like a total education. Yeah. This is going to help my book because it's really hard for me to sit down and write this. So telling you is going to help me. So I want to have you back as well. And mm -hmm. I'd like to uh, also extend an invitation for you to come on the Dark Outpost. And... <laughs> Uh, Chrissy and I were just talking about we need to get the J Sixer stories out. Yeah. And so if there are any other Well you people got my you Rach know, now. You got yes. my little Rachel now. Right. You got yeah. my Nick. Yeah. I have more people for you too, okay? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, we want to get so, all of them out. I mean, there's this there's so many that, you know, this and and, and I want everybody to remember what mm -hmm. the charges were against you as you're talking. Treason, yeah. Treason. Yeah. In, in solitary confinement for simply going to the Capitol and and the, you know, and allowing to walk in and, yeah and allowing yeah and there being no no trespassing signs I want to remind everybody of that and no. it's because it's DC is a completely separate country yes, it's not it in the United States and you guys are technically prisons of war and we just need to start did, calling did you it ever out. feel at any point that it might have been a contrived trap actually when I saw the people fighting in the crowd, I was like, wait a second, there's something not right here. And then yeah. I, and then the person next to me ended up filming a whole documentary and he was on the left and I was in a lot of it. Penny, I sent you some little clips of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. I, I did. Yes. I think, and, and, you know, here's the thing, Agina, I think a lot of times they, have you know like when when you were saying that you know the, is the GOP engaging you and you know my question also is did the GOP try to come and help you in any way nobody helped me right right 
They so they brought you there the first well, time. That was in November, though, the first time. Right. But they yeah. brought you there the first time. But they knew who you were. You were a member they of you their were. They sponsored you before, and they did absolutely nothing to assist or help you. Well, it was a, a young lady who was so sweet that got the GOP to do this for me. She thought I was like this great Trump supporter. And so she, I haven't heard from her, but I think if I reached out to her, she would definitely respond. Yeah. I would like, She's I would honestly like to, here's what I would like. Um, if you will loop us in on, on that request or okay. afterwards and just say, you know, this media outlet would like to interview you. Okay. As to why they chose you and if she knew about your case. Oh, she, yeah. I don't think she does. Cause remember that was in November. Okay. Right. And she's like, she's an Instagram model. Okay. So in all so. fairness, we, she didn't know about it. You didn't let her I know didn't. about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. What's your dog's name? A lollipop. Aww. So wait till, you see the, wait till you see the, the missing poster I have of her. Oh, that's another story. Oh, yeah. Okay. Adorable. <laughs> Looks like a little teddy bear. I think she was MK Ultra, and and she was. Uh, she's definitely com <laughs> compromised. The compromised. <laughs> Seventeen days in Las Vegas, she was stolen by people that were looting. In oh Beverly my Hills. god! Really? Right, Lolly. She's like, oh yes, I don't god. want to talk about Did it on camera. Guess? No, she's very. <laughs> she's, she's a little bit. She's nervous. like, I'm traumatized still from being kidnapped in Vegas. Exactly. I don't want to talk about it. I, I think when she gets on camera, she freezes. This is, she listen, does. my dogs do the same exact thing. If if they know that they're being recorded, they literally freeze. They're like, don't record me. Please stop. My privacy is invaded. <laughs> so I still have, I still have post-traumatic doggy stress. Uh, yeah, she does. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you're, in, you're in prison. You guys are, I'm going to take you Open back. Up. So Open you up. are, yeah, you're, you're in, you're, you're basically utilizing the toilet for everything. Everything for is the best. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, remember, not one phone number I have in my head. Right. Because nobody one, does. Nobody you know. has the phone numbers in their head. I got arrested at one point and you can't call anybody. You don't remember no. because it's on a little, I have like 2000 contacts in my phone. Yeah. And I can't remember one number. Do you know, so I they, don't let, you, they don't let you use your phone to look up any phone. Number. No, uh, the phone's gone. <laughs> no, I took gone. my phone and computer. And just yesterday I was still saying, you guys have to give me my computer because my my audio doesn't work on my phone. That's why I have to wear headphones. I'm like, you need to get, finally my attorney, my new attorney called him and said, and they called him right back. And he's, they I said, like we're him. So, he's very nice. He's the best. I said, they said, um, we're so sorry, Mr. Silberman, uh, but we need to keep her computer. So when she goes to trial and I'm like, but they have all my iCloud. They have it. Yes. Uh -huh. It's, it's evidence. It's just my like computer. Mike Lindell, who they acquired, uh, his uh his phone and he was like i do everything on my phone i do all my business transactions on my phone Me too. and then somebody said well mike you got your phone back and he's like i do not he says i have another phone they didn't give me back my phone no. so he had passwords and everything on his phone he couldn't get to his banking he couldn't get to nope. anything he had it no. all on his phone well the banking the bank closed me down to Took all my okay. money out and sent me. So, so okay, that's so back I to the. About, I was asking very briefly. We'll we'll go right back there, but about that they they decimated you financially, and then mm -hmm. you had to actually restart another business, which we'd like to promote that business, which is it's uh it was Gina's, right? 
It was Gina's eyelashes and skincare. Um, and I had over 325 star reviews, a couple one star for waxing, but when I was attacked on TMZ and then also attacked um, at the Capitol, they had to put a media block on my Yelp. There was over a thousand uh, one star reviews and death threats. And I, I can't even begin to tell you, I have collections of the, of the death threats, but I also have a collection of, of encouraging beautiful letters that I keep all over. So that that's now. So did you um, ever report those death threats? Yeah. Okay. You did. And you reported that you have a police report for each one of them, Gina. I don't, I don't. Okay. Because yeah. you know what you should try to do is make sure you get a police report for every single death threat against you. Okay. Uh, because that is also, you're, you're going to probably, if you've got that many, just go to the police department, sit down and make plenty of time. What I would do is I would go live and tell them you're going live and that you are going to file a police report for every single death threat that you have received. And you would like that you would like that you're going to be following up with the investigation of each one, because those are some of the mm. things that we have to do to turn the tables back on the legal system. Because and then on my birthday, I got a box full of roaches and I'm like, oh, wow. As if they I Every single time it's because they need to know that, you know, they, and the media is technically, I mean, your attorney, I'm sure will, you know, sometimes it's, you know, a matter of patience in, in dealing with it because I mean, when you're going and you're taking in your stack of a thousand death threats and they have to file a police report for each individual one. I gave them to my attorney. Okay. The thing okay. is though, Christy, they don't, we don't know who they're from. It's very yeah, hard. Anonymous. But if they they're from help, they have an IP address connected to them. Yes. So these people, they listen, can be found. They can be found. Absolutely. If you go on Yelp, you'll scroll down and yep. because Yelp was good to me. They took yep. down all the fake ones, but they kept about five because they said they have to because their opinions. Yeah. There's right. people saying I smell like cigarettes. I don't smoke and vodka. I don't drink vodka at work either. Yeah. And I'm like dirty. And I'm like, did you come to me? Where's your receipt? They go, this is her work. And there's crust. And like stuff all over people's eyes. Yeah, they, and I go you ask for their receipts. I mean, because they that's they, defamation. They don't, they don't give it. That's yeah. another thing. They won't provide the receipts and Yelp goes, I'm sorry, it's an opinion and we can't take it off. So they they didn't remove all of them. Okay. So now you started out a new a new brand called uh Gigi's, Gigi's Lash Up and Skincare. But this is the thing. It's Gigi's Lash Up, G-I-G-I, lashup.com. Okay. Okay. I also work for a diet doctor now and I lost, well, I'm pretty thin, but I lost 10 pounds in like three weeks and he's got the skinny shot called, um, Mujeron and you lose 25 pounds in 12 weeks with no diet. So I'm working for him now. So nice. I'm doing called Seraphine. Yeah. And I also have Gigi slash up and .com on Yelp and Google. Do you have a fundraiser or go go fund me? Anything that people can contribute to? Would you like yes. to give that to us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll send that to you. Do you want it now? Yeah, go ahead and give it sure, to me. Sure, go now. ahead and tell us what it okay. is. It's um, uh, it's Gina, G-I-N-A, Bisignano, B-I-S-I-G-N-A-N-O, and it's from Gift, Send, and Go. Um, I just started that recently. Okay. Because I wasn't allowed to talk, uh, but I, it's been almost two years, you guys. I just can't keep it in anymore. 
Well, we're very thankful that you decided to come forward and, and to speak. And, you know, as I said, we want to continue to have you on um, other shows. And I would love to. And to let you tell your story. It's important. People need to hear the truth from the individual. Yeah. Not from the Mockingbird media. You know, Penny and Christy, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm so innocent. No, I definitely ran up and said, stop the steal. No globalists. I mean, I'm get me for civil disorder. Okay. Not for treason. All right. Right. And not for trying to stop an election proceeding when I thought I was walking to the White House. I was so we were it was just like a drunken party. People don't understand. Nobody went there planning anything. We that's what we do. We have Trump rallies. They're the best parties ever. And that's where what I did. That was my fun. That's what I did for fun. I'd go to a Trump rally. People say, What do you do for fun? I watch Trump on TV. Or I go to his rallies. Wow. You know? So you want to go back to when I was yes, at please. the toilet? Okay. Yes, yeah, please. I just have to tell you, I'm not, I can't post your gifts and go link. On I see Facebook. it. Uh, but no, on Facebook, it says. It, it won't let you. Post, it failed to post to Facebook. Here's what Facebook said. A security check is required to proceed. No, they, they kicked me off Facebook. Okay. Keep going. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure the public knew about that as well. You could put it on true social or um, like Instagram or something, but I, I, I think they'll let you do that. So anyway, um, they said, open up, open up. So I opened up the toilet and I remember reading the book of Daniel and just remembering how uh, King Belteshar and Meshach and Abednego um, I forgot. Yeah. They had the dreams and they foretold the King's dreams and they put them in the fire. Right. And they never burned. And the King said, Oh my God, they worship the true God. So yeah. I remember reading that story and, um, all of a sudden I hear open up. So I'm opening up the toilet, boop, 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 right. With this sponge, you got to get all the water out. So it's empty. Then you take the little toilet thing. You go, I'm here. Hey, Gina, it's Daniel, Daniel. Daniel. I met him upstairs <laughs> in nine North and I'm reading the book of Daniel. Tell me that's not a sign. Right. Wow. wow. He was a gang member and he was so good to me. And I said, Daniel, I don't know how to get in touch with my family. Like, I don't know what to do. So I remember remembering a bunch of different numbers. And finally we got the number of my sister. Cause I memorized five, six, one, four, three, six, six, two, six, oh. So I go, Daniel, please call her she's in Florida. Tell her I'm in solitary. I can't talk to anybody. I no longer have an attorney because my attorney can't represent me in Washington. So I have nobody. Oh, right. Okay? I have nobody. So he's trying to get in touch with my sister. So my sister gives a message and says, Derek is, I told Derek, you're in jail. They know where you are now. Um, and we're going to get donations. Yeah, right. Donations and get you a good attorney. Okay. And I'm going, yay, people are going to donate the Italians in New York. Yeah, they're the cheapest because I'm Italian. I'm going, oh my God. Okay. So they're not going to use my life savings, you know? And so that as the conversation went, I would say, Daniel, please tell my sister to tell my son to hide my Chanel bags. The girl who took me to the, to pay my bail was secretly envious of me. She lives with an 85 year old man. She's never worked a day in her life. She drives around a, a 
beautiful brand new uh, Mercedes. I, I did an expose on cops coming in and stealing uh, goods from the people that they're arresting. Well, guess who stole? The girl that helped me went in my, because after a couple of weeks, somebody told her I gave her COVID and she was, she's a hypochondriac. So she took it and ran with it and then went in my room and told my son, I'm going to go protect your mother's stuff. And my son knew her as my friend. So of course he's going to trust her, right? She took my, I spent money on bags because I wanted to hand them down. She took my $7,000 bag that I wasn't done paying for. And she took my Louis Vuitton suitcase that I had that was very valuable. She took my Isabel Morant designer clothes, all gone. My Rolex, all gone, everything gone, done, gone. I said, why didn't you protect my son? My son did protect my safe. He bought my safe over to his dad. So that was protected. And I, and then she goes, we're gonna go to your mother's salon and help her, she needs money. She doesn't know I have money saved. We need to, so Derek goes, okay, we'll take the stuff out of her salon and give the keys back. So they're saying to this guy, Daniel, oh, somebody broke into Gina's salon. This girl's starting all this crap. That's not true. Somebody worked for me. She was working at my salon. She didn't break in. People don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So they went into my salon, kicked my worker out, saying she broke in, which isn't true. They took all the stuff. My son got the beds into my house. She waited by the the rest of the stuff and walked away and the city took my Natuzzi leather couches, my fountains. Oh my God. I come home. There's two massage beds in my house. One machine, half my stuff is gone. I go, Derek, where's my stuff? He goes, mama, mama, the city took it. Derek, where's my Chanel bags, mama? It's gone. I didn't know. Really? You didn't know. You didn't protect your mother. Mom, I did protect you. Mom, I didn't know that your best friend was going to steal your things. I didn't know. I trusted her. When you gave her the key, I thought you said, Narosha, take care of her stuff. So I didn't know, Mom. I didn't know. Anyway. Wow. So that's after I was able to talk to my mom. So I'm talking to Daniel. He's given all the messages, uh, relaying. And I'm thinking he's telling my son to protect everything. And Daniel's like, okay, your sister told your son. So finally, I got a phone number for my son through the toilet, okay? And then 21 days later, I was allowed to use a phone. Now, granted, this is after I'm in solitary confinement with another girl because of COVID. Finally, I was able to use my phone. My son's like, Mama, we closed your salon. I didn't know. Oh I just God. wanted to protect you, Mama. They say you're going to be gone for 30 years. I'm like, okay, you know, I understand. Like, do you have my Chanel bags? Yes, they're at Dad's. I'm like, okay, give my safe. Yes, they're at dad's. Give my Rolex. Yes, I go give my Rolex to the jeweler and sell it. Okay, sell all my shit. So he gives my Rolex to the jeweler. The jeweler, it's a $32,000 walk, gives my son $10,000 and doesn't give us any more money. Also takes my Cartier bracelet worth $30,000. Uh, Cause you know, you're in Beverly Hills. I was very materialistic. I had a lot of stuff. Takes that, gives my son 4,000, gave him 14, nine, $13,000. For oh both my gosh. and no more and there's nothing we could do that's it yeah because you could have sold them for a lot more than that like on a listing channel to live off of that yeah he took advantage of me so my son i really let him hear it and i said you know you got to start being a little bit more in control and i realized that you didn't want to have anything to do with the situation because you were scared derek but these people took advantage of your mother he goes mama i'm so sorry you know i did what i could he i was manipulated 
Oh, and he's so sweet. They were taking him to dinner and giving him cookies. and They were manipulating him. And he's, you guys, he's a really good kid. He, he, he's just like Ryan Gosling in The Notebook. He acts just like that. He looks like that. Aww. Virgin, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, because I raised him very strict. I'm like, yeah. you're not going to be like your crazy mother. So, <laughs> so uh, after that, my sister's like, Daniel's like, hey, we got you with this expensive lawyer that the Italians paid for. Now, that's not what happened. My son has control over my finances. My son wrote a check for 25K out of my, they, they liquefied my stocks and minus 80 grand, okay? Because it was they were low at the time. They liquefied my stocks and he wrote a check to the attorney for 25K. I'm like, okay, that's, that's fine. That's fine. It was no donations. My sister was full of, you know, some people like they think things are going to happen. Oh, you're getting all this and it's nothing because nobody wanted to go near us. Mm-hmm. They were afraid of us. Okay. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't understand that even ter- attorneys don't want to even represent you. No, like, I couldn't have an attorney. Nothing. Yeah. So did they, did they offer you a court appointed attorney ever? Uh-huh. But I couldn't get one because yeah. he didn't represent, he was not a familiar. That's, or yeah. you get one that is, you know, part of the part of the game, part of yeah. the Freemason Illuminati. Um, yeah. The, the, my original, def, you know, um, defense lawyer was great. He's like, Gina, I'm so sorry, but once they take um, take over from Washington because it's a case in Washington, I have no jurisdiction over there. So yeah. you're like a you're you belong to Washington now. Yeah, they have jurisdiction. You're in a different country. You're in a different country. I tell people, even when you're flying to a different country, it's very important to understand once you step foot over the tarmac from the plane to the tarmac, you are then owned by that country. So you better make sure anything like if there's any grievances that they have with you, because they were wanting to take my dog in Scotland one time. Okay, without any resolution, they were just you know wanting me to hand over a dog. And there was no resolution because they had lost the paperwork that they knew they had 10 hours while in air on the way from Orlando to um, Glasgow, Scotland. They had mm-hmm. nine, like roughly nine hours and 15 minutes to figure it out. And I'd emailed them everything on the flight, everything that they were missing. And they were still being like, you know, what? I can't believe you took the dog that like, were you saying well, they, they were going to, no, I didn't let them. I, I refused to refuse to deplane. And that's the reason I always tell people you can go back, you can go on my channel, PS this rocks on YouTube to watch okay. the whole thing play out because um, <sighs> it was about losing him uh, because I tell the whole story there because it was so traumatic, oh, but you know, you got um, him back though, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, and we, we made a resolution on the plane, but had I not been strong and just said, oh, okay, here you go, you know, here, no. And you have to read everything. I even tell people, read your doctor's documents. Don't just sign off on anything. You can strike out stuff. You know, they're written in favor of them, you know? Um, Gina, uh, Juliet Jules uh, six is asking um, what kind of threat is Gina to support her, uh, from having to wear an ankle monitor. They want to know what. Oh, uh, what- hi, Jules. So now there's a lot more to the story because we've only gotten one month into yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Jules, what they said was when I was in jail, they took my phone and my computer. They There was a boy from LA who tasered Mike Fatone in the neck. So, because I said hello to him, DJ, we made it. Okay, that's on Twitter. I sent you that, Penny. 
they thought I was with this militia group who trained and, and that's why they, they put me and thought I was a danger. They okay. connected me and thought I was with him just because I saw him in a video Okay. and said, we right. made it. I had just saw him for the first time in the Capitol, in the rotunda. So right. somebody from my rallies that I see often is at the rotunda DJ. Wow. And I can maybe next show I can send you all those yes, clips. Yes, yeah, yes, please do for sure. It's on Twitter, yeah. yeah so they thought I was part of this militia group. I had no weapons. I posed no threat. I had my Chanel boots on. I looked all cute. I was ready just for photos, you know. <laughs> I wasn't planning on um, taking over any election proceeding. So, yeah. so after the month. And after I realized I got in touch with people, I'm thinking everything's going to be fine, safe. After I think I have this attorney with the 25K, they, the marshals in the middle of the night say, Bisignano, and I'm going, and my friend goes, they're taking you away. And I go, oh, maybe I'm going home. We don't know where you're going. I'm like, okay. So then they put me in a steel room and I'm there for six hours freezing, thinking I'm going home. So this lovely black man said to me, Gina, I don't think you're going home. I think they're going to, they're gonna um, transfer you to Washington, okay? Because you belong to Washington, but don't worry. They're gonna find out that you're not a threat and they're not who you think you are. And I want you to just keep the faith that when you go there, they're gonna find out. So just remember, this is the beginning to the end, okay? It's not like you're sitting stagnant in an LA jail anymore. They're gonna send you, ship you to extradite you to Washington. And I started crying, so scared. I thought because I just paid for an attorney, I was going to get out. So after beating yeah. that metal, what? That's just yeah. your feedback. Uh, I think it's after after being in that metal room, they then put me on a bus with all these murders. One guy had a googly eye, like one eye, and he's like, "Oh God, you're so pretty. Why are you here?" The marshal oh, goes, God. "Stop talking to her." <laughs> and he starts bouncing the bus and making the bus screaming and moving it, and I'm like, "Oh my God." No water, my mouth was so dry, my skin, no moisturizer, I'm like a leaf. Then from a bus, I go on another bus, I meet another girl. They're all mostly reformed drug addicts, homeless girls, so sad, they were so nice. From there, I go on another bus, all day long, right? Then all of a sudden, we go to a tarmac. I get out of the bus with chains, they put me on Con Air, an airplane, okay? On Con Air, the marshals are like, oh God, you shouldn't have went in. They were actually being a little nice. I go, where am I going? They go, well, our next stop is Texas. The girl I meet on the plane, Stephanie, who's an angel, had like glassy, beautiful blue eyes with a tear in her eyes. And she said, I'm a single mom and I didn't have money. So I transported cocaine over the border. Now I should have a 10 year sentence, but I was honest. And the Lord was with me and I only got uh, 19 months, she said. And I should have had a 10 year sentence. She goes, and they're dropping me off that and to jail now, maybe I'll be with you. We're on the plane. She goes, Gina, don't give up. They're gonna slap you on the wrist. You didn't do anything. Don't give up your salon and don't give up your apartment. And I go, really, Stephanie? She goes, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. It's just." know this okay if i'm gonna be okay you're gonna be okay all of a sudden they let her off in texas and i'm thinking i'm going with her they're like nope you're staying on we're taking you to oklahoma they take me to oklahoma 
they dropped me off in the middle of a dirt road where there was another tarmac and I see all these like um, buildings and we go into a building and they start testing for COVID and they tested me for COVID in the nurse's station. They check me and they book me, they take my fingerprints, they take my clothes off, take, put my uh, jumpsuit on orange. Um, they give me a mattress. Um, I drag my mattress over to this place with all these women, about a hundred women with all these bunk beds and they're looking going, fresh meat, fresh meat, yay! Oh, she's a terrorist, ah, she's a terrorist. Ah, the terrorist is coming in. I'm like, oh my God, dragging my mattress, right? I go in and I'm freezing and the girls go, do you want a shirt, do you want a shirt? I'm like, yeah, I don't have a coat or anything. And so some girls took care of me and I went up to the bunk bed and I stayed there like this. And then the next day, the lady goes, Bisignano! I'm like, that's me, COVID. And they go, ah, all the girls, you know? They bring me to the front, they go, you got COVID girl. I'm going, I got COVID again? This is weird, right? So they go, and I'm crying and I go, why are they doing this to me? And she goes, well, I hear it's because they're trying to teach you a lesson. I'm like, oh. So I have chains on and they put me over to the solitary confinement, but this time it's a steel room with a TV, microwave. One of the US Marshal goes, this might be better for you, you're alone. Here in Oki, we don't lack liberals. That. You don't like liberals? That's what we don't like liberals here in Oki, right? So they put me in this room. Was he calling you liberal? No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. No, he was That's why he's saying it's better for her okay. there because okay. she is a conservative. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the boys are going, Why are you here, girl? I go for being at the What? They put you in here for that, girl. <sighs> Just checking on you with the light, the, the light. I'm like shaking. All of a sudden, my, my cell's flooding. The guy next to me broke the sink and I'm like freezing. So I'm up in a bunk bed by myself near the snow and I can't get in because, so they, they gave me a mop. They go, you can help us. So I'm helping them get the water out and all this and freezing. They snuck me an extra blanket because you're not allowed, the captain doesn't let you have more than one blanket. They snuck me another one and they come in with the flashlight. You okay? And I'm like, I'm okay, I'm here. I was up all night, you know, I'm here, hi, you know. So I remember then taking a shower and they go, and I go out and I go from the room into the, put your effing clothes on now. And I go, what, what? But you go with your clothes on into the curtain. Then you take your clothes off. You don't do that. The whole station can see you. I'm like, oh shit. So I go back, put my clothes on, take a shower. My first shower, by the way. And okay. how many days? In a month. Oh my gosh. You've got to be kidding. No. A month with no shower? A month with no shower. Oh, wow. Okay. Let me just ask you from a skincare perspective, what did that do? Did you have breakouts and stuff? No. No. I didn't. just was dry and scratchy. So I had bruises and scratches all over my body. And the girls would say, Are you okay? You're all bruised. I go, Just because I'm so itchy. That's why. So, so you became itchy from, itchy from not taking a shower. Yes. And dryness in the air and no moisturizer. Yeah. Wow. So then when I got into the room, I, I, I ended up getting, they ended up um, sending me packages, my son, and I was able to talk to him. But by then they already closed my salon down. And I didn't know that my friend ended up turning on me and stealing from me. So 
I was like, my sister was like, you're in trouble. You might've killed the cop. Like they were thinking this. And it was the guy what? who tasered the cop. Yeah, they would. you're in trouble, but we don't know why. You might've really hurt a cop. I'm going, what? And I'm believing it. I'm like, how did I, how did I kill a cop? Like, what? Right, I'm like, I can touch a cop. What happened was the guy that was associated with me had taken, but they didn't want to say anything over the phone. Okay. My sister's going, I can't say it right now, but we're going to pack you up. You could stay with us. I go, he, she goes, I just saw Mike Lindell. I go, can you please ask him? She goes, well, I said hello to him. I got a picture with him. I go, didn't you like give him my information? Well, no. I'm like, what the, I'm so different from my sister, you know, like anyway. So then I'm in Oklahoma and I'm there for about 19 days, another solitary. And then after 19 days, they put me in the regular population with the girls. I wrote a book. I couldn't save my papers. I was trying to sleep at night. I was in a bunk bub with a hundred girls. At night, they would do tarot cards all night and drink espresso. And I told one of the girls, don't do it. And the next day she goes, I wish I listened to you. I've been up with sweats all night from those tarot cards. I go, I told you girl, don't do it. So then finally, there was no judge assigned to my case. I'm on the phone every day with my sister. My sister blocked me because she said if she was too stressed out to talk to me, okay? So I had wow. nobody to talk to. Talking, to, I got my brother's number. He was pretty cool. Um, he's like, you're spending all your money on your defense. And I'm like, I can't because that's my life savings. He goes, it doesn't matter. You have no choice. No attorney will take your case. And no attorney is going to take you less than 150000 cash. And Chuck did it for 25. Well, that 25 ended up 80 that he has of mine. It was just like a little, in. that was just an intro. So I literally have no money left. People are afraid. Anyway, let me continue. So then finally they go, okay, you meet with Judge Nichols, your attorney, your new attorney is gonna assign you to a judge. So I'm is assigned to you and your judge is gonna assign you a, a time where you're gonna come and get in front of them. So finally they wake me up, Bisignano, you meet with the judge. It was 8 a.m. I was all, I was like a walking skeleton with chains. I'm walking over to this room. The guy goes, get your tissues ready. You're going down for treason. A marshal said that to me and I started to cry. I go, why would you say that to me? I'm a mom, I'm a Christian. I'm like, I'm not dangerous. Why would you say that to me? And he just went, laughed. So he put me in the room and there was the judge. And the judge looked at me and he looked like such a great man. I felt so safe. And then I saw there was a girl prosecutor this time. So I felt better because it wasn't that same nasty guy. And he goes, Miss Bisignano, you called for weapons. That was a terrible thing. And my attorney that I never spoke to, not once answered one phone call, a big criminal attorney in Philadelphia says to me, Your Honor, we're going to get her some mental help. She drank the Kool-Aid. She's going to pack up her salon and move to her brother's. My brother's like, has no idea he's saying this. But I knew the judge was going to let me out anyway, because Politico magazine said, Judge Nichols says, why is Miss Fisignano still lingering in jail? And the prosecutor said, we dropped the ball because they lost me. Okay. So I didn't think he had to tell them I was going to relocate. So anyway, we did that. And the judge let me out on my own recognizance. Okay. With no bail, with an ankle monitor. So he lets me out and that was it. Never talked to my attorney, didn't tell me what to do, where to go. They let me out. So my friend Kenny, who I got in touch with through my sister, through my son, 
called somebody on Facebook, got on Facebook and said, there's a Patriot that's going to be let out of Greater County. Can somebody please help her? She has no phone, no coat, nothing. So finally they let me out and I'm sitting in the waiting room and there was a girl that had been waiting there for six hours, Rachel Trevino, pregnant girl, Patriot, there to help me, okay? Knows me from at Facebook, okay? Answered Kenny, my darling Kenny is the only one. And everybody's like, don't talk to Kenny because they, my family was telling me not to talk to any of the Patriots. They were scared, you know, they were freaking out. And I was sneaking calls to Kenny. And Kenny's the only one who helped me. This girl picks me up, lovely, takes me to her farm, goats, her family's all around. She, she since then had her baby, Gabriel. And they gave me water and they gave me a little wine to calm me down and food I couldn't eat. They go, you are a hero, girl. Stop beating yourself up. We live here in Oki and we're all patriots here. We believe in what you did. The whole America should have been there, right? And I'm going, wow, I'm feeling a little better, right? So then my darling Rachel drives me to Miss Bonnie's house where I stay for 10 days because I couldn't get my license because there was a snowstorm. So FedEx didn't, the overnight ended up being like four days. So it was a total of 10 days in, in Oki. She took me to Miss Bonnie's, my other darling, where Miss Bonnie cleaned me up, gave me a shower, um, put me in her son who who's got, um, He's autistic and what an angel. David gave me his room. Yeah, you could stay in my room with their dog, 59. And I stayed in there and there was wrestling posters all over. And they gave me sweats and cleaned me up. And she would make me have family dinners. And I'm like, Bonnie, I'm not hungry. She goes, you have to eat. And but I would plant flowers with her. But I was literally, you guys, I was a, I can't believe that this woman and her family put up with me. I looked like a Mexican jumping bean. I would pace back and forth. I, I had a nervous breakdown. I, My sister was screaming at me not to call anybody. You're gonna go to jail. We're gonna put you in a mental institution. You know how sisters are. They're like, they love to capitalize on when you're weak. And then I didn't know what to do. And Miss Bonnie goes, I don't like the way your sister talks to you. Like she really, and she doesn't mean any harm by it. She just doesn't handle things the same way, you know? So Miss Bonnie, would take me and she got me a phone and we got close and she prayed with me and I, she took me to her church and they're all like Southern, you know, Okies. And the pastor Matthew goes, you're a hero here in our church. I'm like, what? He goes, yes, you are. You stood up for America, for all of us here. I'm going, this is crazy. Cause I'm thinking I'm bad and evil. And Anyway, so that was good. And I stayed with the family and I would shake and ask questions. Am I going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? And Bonnie was like, yes, you are. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm see, I saw what you did. It wasn't there. You don't deserve this. Okay. You don't deserve this. And the other spins looking at me like, oh my God, when's she going to be gone? I, he didn't say that, but I'm thinking, you know, cause he was quiet and David, we would go watch David play golf, her son. You know, and I'd go rides for her. I remember being in the car, just going, what is this going to end? And just, she was so supportive. So finally, my son was able to FedEx my license, my plane ticket. And I got on the plane and I thought, this is my last trip to California. And I remember getting on the plane and Bonnie took me to the airport and guess what? Missed the plane. Hours. I'm a, now I'm labeled a domestic terrorist. So I'm in the airport. All the security comes over. They put me in a room. Okay. This is what happens now. 
I had to wait in the airport for another flight. Wow. Okay. Get on the other flight. Um, I'm sure there was a there was a connecting flight again with the TSA because now I'm a domestic terrorist. Right. I go to my place and, and I see my son all cool. He goes, see my son in the Jeep. I walk out and I see my son. He said, Mama, everything's going to be okay. Mama, everything's fine. Don't worry. You know, you're like a dog upstream. Like, you always find your way back, Mom. You're so strong. Just, it's okay. God's got us, Mom. My sister called and said, my ex my ex-fiance, who's my son's daughter, said, don't go back home. Paparazzi's everywhere. You're in uh, Politico magazine. You're in Huffington Post. They're putting you with the guy who tasered somebody. There's going to be paparazzi all over. Pack your stuff up and go to Florida. I said, I don't want to leave my son and my church because I've had clients for 20 years. I don't want to move to Florida. My sister and me, you know. And the judge said I had to move to Philadelphia. And my brother goes, we're not taking you in Philadelphia. You got to tell the attorney no. So the attorney's like, oh, God, now I got to undo this. You know, I go why, to the attorney. Why did you tell them I was moving? He, didn't. he goes, because I wanted to get you out. I go, but you didn't have to. This whole time, my attorney thinking I'm bad. His motto is, if you're guilty, call me. He works with hardened criminals. He doesn't know. He's not a patriot. I get home. And he goes, I think I can get you to stay in California, okay? I'll talk with the judge. I want you to cooperate with the FBI. I'm like, cooperate? The whole time he's thinking I had something to do with the tasering. How can I cooperate? I'm just going to tell the truth. So they had me flying back and forth to Washington again, getting stuck in the airport. I had to take a Klonopan from my doctor because I was literally like this. Like, I was so scared. I met with the FBI. I was in the FBI office for like seven hours. They kept showing me pictures and I was like, that's me. I don't know who that is. That's me. Who's that guy? Why are you talking to him? Well, I asked him if he was single. She goes, yeah, he's cute. I go, yeah, I don't, I didn't know anybody. So they're like, we want to know where DJ is. We want to know where Jeff is. I go, I don't know where these guys are. They came to me after I, I don't know. By now I find out they tasered a cop and my attorney tells me he killed the cop. So that's where the rumor came from. So finally, I met, I was meeting with the FBI and my attorney left me alone with them. So they thought that I was going to be like a squeal, but I didn't have any information. I didn't have anything. All I could tell them was the truth is that we were getting beat up in the crowds. We went there to protest. The cops started beating up the Patriots. There was a big fight. I went in through the window to ask the guys to get out. That's pretty much all I said. I come back. And I got along really nicely because I'm nice to people with the prosecutor, Kim, with all the FBI agents. They were very sweet. I think they realized like I think they realized the rank and file. They even told my attorney, we don't want to do this. We have to. OK, so they're getting it from Biden administration. So after that, um, I went home. They made me sign a plea deal. And I remember it was on my printer and I wouldn't sign it. I was just like, why am I going to plead guilty? And so my attorney goes, listen, you need to plead guilty because the words are known or should have known. They have you on tape saying we're going to break into the White I said, White House, though. doesn't matter. Um, so I signed it. And I started to get better mentally, stronger. 
started seeing clients at my house. And I said, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I'm not guilty. I called my attorney, you got to take back the plea right now. Like, this is crazy. Like, I finally developed my backbone back. Like, I, I'm not, this is bullshit. I'm not guilty. So I said, and if you don't take back this guilty plea, I'm going to call the bar. Okay. So he did. He goes, I got your back. And he told the judge, he goes, your honor. No, this is like a year later. Your honor, my client would like to take back her plea. And he goes, counsel, why would your client plead guilty if she wasn't? He goes, your honor, it wasn't her fault. It was my fault because they worded it known or should have known. So we believed if we pleaded guilty and cooperated, we would get below the sliding scale and she would receive no jail time. Okay. So that was the, the promise they made him, but they reneged because it, she asked for sentencing. So she tricked us saying she was going to help us and she didn't. So I went, I'm not going to plead guilty. My attorney, my judge allowed me. So now I only have five misdemeanors and they appealed the guilty. So now we're in appeals court. Good so for you. And they're all afraid, like my clients that I had for 20 years. I developed this clientele like through hard, hard work. I had girls working for me. They won't even talk to me now. I'm like, and I remember calling up one of my friends going, I'm mentally ill because I didn't know what else to say. Everybody was telling me I was mentally ill. You know, when you're when you have a breakdown, it's like, you know, well, uh, I mean, if you've, right? if you've been put in solitude, uh, you know, confinement and and gone through everything that you've gone through. I mean, that's days. and, you know, they're trying to start this whole initiative. You know, I think Americans need to watch out because they're trying to start this whole initiative that, you know, Penny has already gone through as an MK Ultra victim um, where they have tried to they're trying to use mental illness, you know, and they're and they're pushing people to mental illness. Duh. This is like an experiment, you know, and, and mental illness is overused. I would say yes. I suffered right. from childhood. It's overused. Um, I think right? that when they psychologically what happens in the jails is it is a psychological operation um, and they are torturing you. Um, to put you in isolation is an MK Ultra protocol. Um, even the drugging um, is also um, the 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 people that are working. At, there was a program called MK Often, and it's the jail MK Ultra program. Um, and you have these people in schools, in our governance, in um, in jails, and they are working for the Cabal MK Ultra uh, experts. And so, uh, uh, and there are sheriffs, there are police officers, um, they're all infiltrated. Not, I can maybe. Well, talk they're all to privatized as well. Yes. So you know, I'm, I want to also point people, you know, because you know that they're trying to do the same thing to the Megan Walsh case. Okay, so I've written a series on her case, Gina. Also, I'm will, following her case. Yeah, yeah and I'll also write to to you know, and I and I hate to always constantly be bringing her up. But I believe Penny did a mass amount of research that really woke me up on who her father was and, um, you know, who her father is. And, you know, he affected my life. Kazarian Mafia. Yeah. My, yeah. Kazarian Mafia or Irish Mafia, whatever he is. I call him the father of fear porn. OK, because he even fear mongered to the point where, you know, I couldn't ride my red bicycle wherever I wanted to go. And prior to I could be gone for days. Yeah. I used to see him at clubs. That, that's, his, that's his oh, preposition. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Did you just hear what she just she said? said? Yeah, that you saw him in clubs. Yeah. With Sylvester Stallone. Um, years ago in Miami wow. Beach. Remember the Strand? 
Yes. Remember the strand, Penny? Yes. Yeah. There. Wow. Okay. So and I'm like, wow, he's out partying. I'm like, wow. So That's Gina, crazy. we've got, we've definitely got to have you back on for sure. So I want to leave you. I want to leave you guys with some hope too, because um, okay. I received this. From, can you guys see it yet? Yes. I love him so much, you guys. <laughs> okay. I don't know. This was by just by a text that has come from America uh, from someone who's at Mar-a-Lago in meetings. I did look on Elon's profile. This is not there. However, let me show you what is there. This could be something coming up. Okay. okay. Because what is there right at this very moment is, hold on. Yes. He's posting about Twitter gate. Yes, he is exposing them all the way through. So I, I'll show everybody how you can actually find this. And Penny, I'm sure you'll want to retweet or, you know, go to tweet this yourself too. Wow. Penny is shepherd out um, on Twitter, but okay. So it starts here. Okay. So it starts mm -hmm. on Elon's profile from Matt to Beanie. So you have to click and I want everybody to see, you actually have to click to find the details. Okay. So this is the mm -hmm. Twitter files. So what you're about to read is the first installment in a series based on thousands of internal documents by sources mm -hmm. at Twitter. They are calling this the Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms. And it's Frankenstein tale of human built mechanic mechanisms grow out of control of its designer. Twitter, um, Twitter, Twitter, in its inception, was a brilliant tool for enabling. Hold on, I'm going to pause this really quick. And just a second, Penny. Sorry about that. I just She's getting water. It's, no, it's fine. I'm going to hear. You can hear all the different. You can hear yeah. your sound, <laughs> Tina. Sorry. Sorry. It's like, what is that? Is someone typing? Um, so no, uh, I was going to do. I was going to report on that today, but you know. Chrissy, we, we just have such compelling guests and we can't get to everything that we need to get to. And the guests are the most important. Yeah. Um, and, but one of the things well, hold on. About I want to leave her date. with something. I want to leave okay. her with something because this is okay. really important. Okay. And also I want to make sure that this is captured on camera because you never know when they're going to change this stuff. Okay. okay. So in instant mass communication, making real life global conversation for the first time in early conception, Twitter had more than lived up to his mission statement of giving people the power to create and share ideas and information instantly, <clears throat> excuse me, without barriers at, at, as time progressed, however, the company was slowly forced to add barriers. Some of the first tools for controlling speech were designed to combat the likes of spam and financial fraudsters. Slowly over time, Twitter staff and executives began to find more and more uses for the tools. Outsiders began petitioning the, the company to manipulate speech as well. First a little, then more often, then constantly. By 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive uh. right to another. More to review from the Biden team. Um, they would reply back, handled. Okay, here's the exact message. Okay. Penny, I'm sorry, I just want to make sure this is captured so we have it. Celebrities and unknowns alike would be removed or reviewed by uh, behints of a political party. Okay. 
So they were grabbed. This is showing exactly which tweets were being deleted and how they were deleting. Both parties had access to the tools. For instance, in 2020, requests came from both the Trump White House and Biden campaign were received and honored. However, the system was not balanced. It was based on contacts because Twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation. There are more channels, more ways to um, complain, um, open to the left, well, Democrats than the right. So here is the balance of power. So this is basically exactly what happened. Uh, percentage of Democrats versus Republicans and contributions by party of recipients. Okay, so. I just wanted to make sure that was actually on today's broadcast. We'll cover it in more detail uh, maybe later. But these are all the tweets if you want to go on and actually read them. Um, and just keep in mind that I did share the tweet with you that says Trump was right. We'll mm -hmm. see if he ends up posting that in the end. Uh, because President Trump went on and mm -hmm. made a public press briefing which when he, when a president um, basically makes a speech to the public, if it is untruthful, he can be tried for treason. Okay. Mm -hmm. so keep that in mind. Okay. Um, mm. The Twitter files part one and how the Hunter Biden laptop story was um, blocked. So he goes over all of that. Um, he also says that Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links, posting warnings that may be unsafe um, and then they were blocked to transmission via direct message. Um, so if you guys remember, we could not share anything regarding Hunter Biden. Okay. Uh, so that can I say something? Yes. So when I was arrested in my phone, I have pictures of a hunter with a little girl. Do you guys have those pictures? Yes. 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 Oh, I do. Yeah. Yep. Okay. With the, so, with the nails. So this one's really important. I showed the FBI. Yep. And so you got McKaylee uh, McEnany that was locked out of her account for simply talking about the New York Post story. Um, she did cite the story firsthand, reporting that has been reported by mother outlets and not disputed by the Biden campaign. I need mm -hmm. an answer immediately on, on how and sh when she will be unlocked. So if you guys will remember, President Trump went and asked about this. So he was basically, at that point, he was showing everyone that was, you know, committing fraud at that point um, and, you know, all of the different stories that were linked. So I highly recommend that you guys go on and, and read them all because I think it's yeah. 35 total. Um, and it shows like that they're even going to the um, the global escalations team, you know. Yes. Uh, James, James Woods is going to be suing the Love DNC. Him. He was just on Tucker Carlson. I have a story mm -hmm. on that, which we're running out of time. So I won't be able yeah. to get to that. So we'll, we'll take that to yeah. the next week. Um, Love him. But, uh, you know, James Woods found out that about these tweets and about the fact as to why he was kicked off of Twitter at the behest mm -hmm. of the White House. Yes. It's very important that we all realize, you know, that's how important our speech is and, and to utilize it. So, Gina, thank you for, you know, sharing you. your story. Um, thank you for hearing me. Yeah. Do you have any closing remarks for our audience? Well, two things. So I did take those pictures when I was at the FBI and I'm like, why don't you guys go after him? And they go, well, that's not our department. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whose department is it? Anyway. So I just wanted to thank everybody for listening to me. It's, it's been great. And 
by telling my story, I could help other people. And we still have guys right now locked up two years. Okay, so they're they're being treated like very harshly. The conditions are are terrible, and um, we just have to support the Capital Patriots. And I appreciate you girls having yeah. me on so Thank much. You. Feel free. We'll definitely try to cover you know as many as we possibly can to get everyone's okay. story out, so that okay. you you know you guys aren't silenced as well. Because I think when people realize that this is normal people, the majority of the yeah. situations was normal people. Um, who are locked up um, and are really considered prisons, you know, prisoners of war um, because it is a different country and it's mm -hmm. not, you know, the same, um, even the same departments and everything. Um, so I'd be interested to even hear from your attorney how it's different from him, you know, working with DC versus working. He, well, my attorney, yeah. my criminal attorney, yeah, he doesn't talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, okay. He prefers to stay behind he's the a, scenes. And he's a never Trumper. See, okay. The problem is I already had given him all my money because mm -hmm. he was, he was yelling at me and stuff. And I was under so much tremendous stress. And he's like, if you don't pay me, you're going to jail. So he has all my money. Okay. Which, okay. 80,000. He wants, that's not bad because nobody would take the case for less than 150,000. So he capped it. Okay. So that's not my point. He He's just a never Trumper. And I didn't choose him. He was chosen for me with my money while I was in solitary confinement. Right. Okay. But now he's working for me. Okay. Now he's turning around. He's starting to see. Okay. My other attorney is a civil attorney, Barry. He's the one suing TMZ. Okay. I love Barry. Disney. Yeah. I love Barry. Good. Yeah. Well, we thank you for Gina. Do you have do you have any advice for people, um, you know, just moving forward, just like a little note of advice of something, either something you would do different or something you feel like they should do? Or words of encouragement? Yeah, I think they? that we we need to realize that I, I do believe that there's more of us than there are of them. And we can't let our voices be silent anymore as they walk everybody into the gas chamber like they did. So we all, I think everybody should have been at the Capitol. So we all need our voices to be heard and we can't stand down anymore. We have to speak up and speak out. And I think that if we had a world nationwide walkout, things would change, but we all need to get together on this. Okay, we all need to come together or else it's gonna be like communist China. Yep, we have a choice. We yeah, have a we have a choice. Now. Penny, closing remarks? Well, I'd like to thank you very much, Gina, for coming forward and for sharing your story. I look forward to working with you again on um, other other outlets, particularly the Dark Outpost. The Dark Outpost, mm -hmm. we are on Rumble mm -hmm. from um, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's Central Standard Time, so that would be 10 to 2 in Eastern Time. Um, and uh, I'm I'm co-host with David Zublick, the wonderful mm -hmm. David Zublick. I've missed him on his week off. And uh, my advice to everyone is, I, as I say, don't believe anything that I say. Uh, I've researched my life. I know who I am. I encourage mm -hmm. everyone to research their lives mm -hmm. and find out who they are. And, um, and if anybody wants to get in touch with me, for uh, possible shows or just to ask me about MK Ultra or targeted individuals, uh, my phone number is 619-779-9771. You can reach me at penny 
at darkoutpost.com. That's my email. Mm -hmm. You can also uh, find me at shepherd, S-H-E-P-A-R-D, the word entertainment.blogspot.com. That is uh, my blog that I write. I have about 37 chapters on various Hollywood compelling stories and research and interjection of my own life in there. I've been writing for quite a long time. So I just want to thank uh, Christy for having uh, this venue for people to be able to speak on Patriots Perspective. You can reach her at patriotsperspective.com. And if you uh, want to talk to me as well, uh, I can forward any messages that you want to Christy as well. And then Christy, what is an email address where they can reach you? Uh, Patriots Perspective at gmail.com but if you want to book any shows or anything like that do get in touch with Penny because Penny's great about you know finding the right shows and she's very responsive and and much faster than I am at booking (laughs) shows Um, I'm I'm better at other things um, and I have a lot of other things that I'm also working on (laughs) so if you want you know she's she's the executive producer and I'm like Penny just executive produce over here too I'm the one Mm -hmm. that says hey let's go on to the next story she's like wait hold on just exactly hold hold up just a sec and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I just got this though. I'm, I'm a little like, listen, Gina, I completely understand where you're going from with the ADD because it's like yeah. 500 things coming at me and yeah. I want to make sure that I get, you know, this noted because I'm like, okay, if we don't get this whole Twitter thing out, you know, we could actually have way breaking news before it actually breaks, you know, because yeah. I have a feeling that may be the last tweet in the chain of, of tweets because, you know. Yeah, when we were discussing what we're going to discuss on the show, we're like, oh, my God, there, it's just too much stuff. Much. Yeah. We can't do it all. There's we're going so to need to like take a week just to have the stuff that's in my PowerPoint. Yeah. And what yeah. if, you know, the Benjamin, you know, what Benjamin is broke over in Japan is actually, you know, like these real, you know, Jewish people. You know, what if? What if? I mean, we, none, none of us really know. We're not trying mm-hmm. to. Disintegrate the only thing I do know is that Kanye got kicked off of Twitter. He showed a, a fat shot of Elon, and he also said, "I love love Hitler." And I'm like, "What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, Kanye. Yeah. I think if Donda was alive, he would not be talking like that." <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that. Well, he's confirmed that was a sacrifice. So we'll leave it at that. I believe that. Um, yeah. So make sure you guys do head over to Give Sing Go. It's actually givesingo.com forward slash G, the number two, B as in boy, eight N. Okay. Or you can just look up Gina's name, G I N A B I S I G N A N O. So make sure that you look that up. Um, you know, even if it's just, you know, five bucks, you know, just. I know from every patriot, I, I'd be yeah. able to. start all over again exactly you know because it does you know like she said you know she's not perfect she made some mistakes along the way but the reality is you know we can all group together and and help get each other out of situations um when it's necessary Um, and not just that it's like i'd be willing to go to jail for the day for protesting but not a 20-year sentence and not you know across the country on con air $80,000. $80,000. I mean, 80,000, my savings. And now my women won't even come to me because the FBI filmed outside my house. Everybody's afraid of me. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for telling your story, Gina, and breaking your silence. Um, I don't want to say that though. I have some, I still have some of my amazing women. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. 
Okay. No, you're welcome. So everybody make sure that you do unto others as you would have others do unto you and make sure that you do like and subscribe. I'm terrible at asking you to do that. Um, but make sure that you do like and subscribe and even comment, leave Gina a nice message, send her a prayer on Give, Send, Go if you're not able to, to do anything mm -hmm. else. Okay. I love that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Um, Thank you, girls. God bless everybody. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Shepherd out. <laughs> Patriots perspective out. <laughs>